0: time to jump from the past to the present.
1: Join your hosts Alan Price and Chris Vint as they power up and analyze games from today in ORS Reviews. Now
0: it's over to the reviewers exclusively on PopCultureNetwork.com.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 11 of ORS Reviews. I am one of your co-hosts, Alan Price, and not alongside me as usual because for the first time in goodness knows how long we're actually recording in our own houses. So yes... My co-host, Chris Vent is in his house and I'm in my house. Hello, Chris.
2: Alan here. You join me here in uh, my house, which I was going to give the address of, but thought that would be a bad idea. So, hello and welcome. I'm just putting on this voice like I'm a news reporter.
1: <laughs> sure, it's okay. You can give your address because you're not going to live there much longer. So. No, that's true, but so just in case people are like, oh, Chris Vent lived there. they can just, just... can just put a plaque up on the
2: wall or something. Yeah, Chris <laughs> Vint lived here and this is where Retroshock was recorded. Uh, Well, this is the way we started off Yeah. (coughs) with episode 13. You know, that sounds backwards, but if you listen to episode 13, you'll understand where we're coming from, which was our first inverted commas disastrous attempt of recording, Yeah. um, which is something that is just heartbreaking to listen to. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, But yes, everybody, we are here because a certain event happened in Los Angeles a number of weeks ago. Um, a little thing called E3 and we tend to do these every year we tend to want to talk about um, what is coming out in the gaming world over the next 12 months or so Um, generally E3 is pretty good Uh, this year it's had some pretty interesting moments and downers so to say, would you say Chris?
2: Yeah, pretty much so, I think it's just one of
1: those things that you know, like, uh, if you look at
2: last year, the amount of um, information that was given out and, you know, we're really, really pumped on things last year and this year it seems to be a case of you have to really um, claw your way through the games that are being released to try and find
1: the hidden gems, yeah. um, so to speak. Yeah. It is some it is some list that we're going to have here for you, everybody. Um, it's pretty long. There's probably going to be some rants here or there, no doubt. Um, but sure we'll just kick things off and we will start with the company that uh, was first out the gate and that is Microsoft and they opened with Halo 4 it's been four years since the end of the war
0: and today we send forth a vessel designed for battle but now repurposed for peace Home to 17,000 of our best, our brightest. This is the culmination of human achievement. For the first time in a generation, we commissioned a UNSC starship meant not to wage war, but to peacefully advance the cause of mankind through the discovery of new worlds.
1: Chris, what did you think of this?
2: Uh, very, very good. Um, thought the trailer for it looked excellent. Um, Microsoft are always. It's always very good to do a trailer um, to do with, as we'll get on to later with Star Wars, um, that shows, you know, um, the CGI, the um, FMVs of them, um, and not really show much gameplay. Um, it's really the gameplay that you're sitting there thinking, right, okay, you know, this looks, this looks good, you know, this looks. Really, really fun, etc. But uh, it's something that'll sell well due to the fact that it's it's a Halo game. Um, but again, as we'll touch on later on, a heck of a lot of sequels in this one.
1: Yeah, uh, it looked good to me. Um, it's it was a good way for Microsoft to kick off. You were kind of sitting there watching, and you were thinking, "Okay, good start. Okay, that's it's promising. Um, this conference could go pretty well." Um, it was nice to see some. Gameplay footage, if at all limited, um, which is, was kind of the running theme during a couple of conferences. Um, but apparently, the uh, guys, I think, what is it? Um, what's the name of the new studio? It's like 343 Industries or something like that. They're mm-hmm. doing Halo 4, had been working up until like a day or two before E3 to get even this small amount of in game going. Mm.
2: <laughs> Well Which, that doesn't really um hold out much hope for it to be ready for November time if they're struggling yeah. to get you know like a couple of minutes of footage ready, yeah, you know
1: for them um I don't know i've I have a bad feeling about <laughs> this. I don't know whether it was they wanted to specifically show this part of the game and they wanted to get it done or they just don't have anything else fully ready yet, um but yeah, I would be slightly worried um about either not getting finished in time and having to be pushed back or maybe getting a lame version of the game coming out and needing crazy amounts of updates. Or download content. Yes, exactly, which seems to be the way forward with a lot of these companies nowadays. Anyway, uh, we'll move on from Halo 4 and go to the exciting news that they have confirmed Kinect controls for both Madden 13 and FIFA 13. Wow, isn't this so exciting, Chris?
2: yeah it really is considering I don't play Madden I don't have a connect, and for some reason I wonder if um, they will allow um, language that is let's just say of a creative type
3: of yeah. referees
2: I don't think I've heard all oh, referee you need glasses you're
1: so blind you silly fool well, I don't uh, think <laughs> well apparently when they were uh, promoting it they did say that you will be able to hurl abuse at the referees Mm-mm, yeah, but uh, there's a fine go. line
2: from American versions of that and Northern Ireland versions yeah. of swearing at people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, again, yeah. it's just it's just a thing that, you know, like year on year they have to improve the FIFAs, the Maddens, the NHLs, etc. And this seems to be the biggest thing. Um, I can't see a lot of people coming in to stores buying FIFA and saying, I need to connect for that. Yeah. I could see it for maybe Mass Effect and Skyrim yeah. more than I would for these two games. But um it's just something year on year, you know, uh, it sells well, so regardless, I don't see the Connect capabilities catching on really.
1: Yeah, I don't see them selling a ten tonne of Connect simply based on these two titles. Um haven't seen them demo it, the Madden one extremely lackluster. It's just again if you know hike, hike and all that sort of stuff, doing all your silly commands. <laughs> Sorry, what uh, was
2: it again? Hike
1: <laughs> okay, I just wanted to hear you say it one more time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, for us over here, Madden's just a completely... It shoots right over the top of your head. Um, FIFA 13, I don't see how much it can really you know, advance the game, apart from hurling abuse at the referee. Mm. Um, I would laugh if they did have the understanding of swear words in it and like you got a red car for, card for swearing at the referee <laughs> or something uh, there'd be a lot of people over here getting red cards but anyway moving on to Forza Horizon again this wasn't one we got any in-game footage of it was just a trailer um, and again it seems like one of these games that seems to be getting loaned out to other studios um, because obviously it was done, Forza's is generally done by turn 10 and is a Microsoft studio. But Forza Horizon is being done by some sort of outsourcing um, studio in the UK. And to be honest, everybody's not overly excited about this because you recently bought Forza 4, if my memory serves me, Chris, yeah?
2: Yes, that's right, yeah.
1: Yeah, this looks like Forza's trying to go the Need for Speed route. I don't know about you that's what I've heard I haven't seen the trailer for this but
2: um, our friend Jamie was saying that he saw the trailer for it and it looks like they're trying to destroy Forza you know yeah. like it's it's not going the Gran Turismo esque route yeah. of it and it seems to be very arcadey you know yeah. that kind of thing it seems to have a different feel from Forza 4 um, again it seems to be that the Call of Duty franchise seems to be the one that, you know, one, fran- one company would do this and then one company would do that. And since that, then, it seems to be, you know, other companies are doing other people's... Um games, you know, like so yeah. we're having two the first two games here, um, they're not like Bungie or they're not, you know, turn ten who are the people who made the games what they are. There are other companies who yeah. to be honest have no real track record in the gaming industry.
1: Yeah. So um
2: yeah a bit of a bit of a shocker with that one.
1: I don't I don't think it will be one I'll be rushing for. Um next up we'll have Gears War Judgment, which um by all uh Looks of it seems to be a bit of a prequel, Chris.
2: Yeah, it's uh, Baird is one of the characters from obviously the um, the um, first game. He's in the first game, I know that much. I think he's in the second, possibly the third. Um, so it does look like this is how you know the whole um, locusts and everything come into play because uh, kind of the end um. Clip is kind of him, kind of he's in handcuffs and he's kind of smirking as if to say, Yeah, I've done this right or something. But uh, looks good. Uh, certainly, uh, shock that was probably one of the biggest um announcements there was the yeah. fact that we have Gears of War judgment. But again, this isn't, I think this is Epic Games and somebody else mm. doing it. Um, no, Epic Games aren't solely doing it, so again, another company is involved in this here. Yeah, I, know, think, so. I think,
1: if memory serves, it's Epic Games and the company that um in cooperation with Epic, did Bulletstorm. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. So, again, it's like you say, there's some sort of outsourcing. And again, we didn't get any in-game footage at all. This was simply a trailer. Mm -hmm. Um, But moving on, the next one we don't have these issues with. Uh, The next one is Resident Evil 6. Um, We see plenty of trailer footage. We see plenty of in-game footage. So... I think I'll let Chris talk about this first, considering he's the big Resi guy.
2: Yeah, well, obviously, um, they'll show you a new trailer. Um, anyone who's bought Dragon's Dogma on the uh, 360, um, you actually get early access to the demo. Um, getting it 60 days early, you're actually getting it on July instead of getting it September. Um yeah, so, um, you see all the characters in it, you know, very, very beautiful trailers on the marketplace on Xbox or PlayStation Network. Um, with a and Capcom did, um, live streaming of playing 10 minutes of the demo. Now, there are 10 minutes for each character, so I assume this is what's what going to be released to the public, because it looks pretty much ready and looks pretty much good. Um, the first one they did was Leon and his partner, um, Helena Harper, if memory serves, um... So you're seeing them um basically one of the guys um his daughter has been taken away by like the zombies, and you have to try and find her really, really interesting, the kind of twist there that they do um next one was uh Chris Redfield and his new partner uh piers another one N- piers Nivans, I think it's pronounced right um so you're uh in the you're in China. Uh, basically, it's very much like rooftop, you know, like all this kind of things. But they were saying that um, if you shoot somebody in the arm, their arm will kind of sprout out and get wings. If you shoot their legs, you know, this will happen. So um, it is mainly based on... Ammo is very, very scarce. It's always been scarce in Resident Evil games, yeah. but it's going to be more scarce in this. Jeez. Um, so you're going to have to use your melee attacks. Like there is one where Chris runs up the stairs and uh, there's a guy near a um, railing and Chris just grabs him and throws him off the railing. Mm -hmm. You know, sort of things like that. And the last one we see is... uh, Spoiler alert here. Is Jake uh, Muller, who is Albert Wesker's son. (gasps) And he partners up with Sherry Birkin, who people may remember from the first one. Now, he has kind of, you know, some kind of different moves. um, Because obviously his daddy um, had, like, um, the... uh, kind of mutated and stuff you know like had different abilities anyone played Resident Evil 5 you know what I'm talking about with him (laughs) and his matrix moves so to speak but an interesting fact here is say I'm playing online with Alan and say our good friend Mike Lacey is playing online with Ryan Porter and Alan and I are playing as Jake and Sherry and Ryan and Mike are playing as Leon and uh, Helena Helena, Helena, whatever Um, our stories intertwine so then for a brief moment or however long it lasts for you can have a four player co-op which is pretty cool you know, so that's, that's a first for me. You know, like that you can start off as a two-player game and then you can meet up with friends or people just maybe random, you know, that you can meet up with them and then obviously help their side out. And then obviously if you then start playing as the other part of it, you see how they all intertwine. So it's very much like Pulp Fiction in a sense. So if you get introduced to the characters, you kind of see how they, all the characters meet together and all that kind of thing. So uh, very, very excited for this game. Everyone knows I'm a huge Resi fan. Um, really, really excited for this one um I love the fact that they actually brought the release date forward instead of putting them <laughs> back first time in a long time that we've actually had um things brought forward whereas obviously the likes of Aliens Colonial Marines is now next year uh probably 2014 unless <laughs> we'll get on Splinter Cell shortly but yeah um if you've bought Dragon's Dogma July 1st I think it is you get the demo Um, so really looking forward to that and getting hands on with it so that'll probably be in in ORS reviews at some stage
1: yep Um, yeah I was really impressed with this and um, as everybody will see on our our awards later um, it does get recognised twice Um, but yeah it is amazing to see that the games came forward in date instead of getting pushed back but from the footage we've seen here at E3, you can kind of see why. The game looks pretty close to being ready to go from the footage we have seen.
2: Yep. And and plus, the fact that it's done by Capcom, it's their largest amount of people to actually get a game ready. So, they haven't outsourced it, they've stayed where it is. And, you know, like the fact is, they did uh, questions and answers with the developers and stuff as well, which was really good. So, Capcom seemed to go all out to kind of please the fans and give the fans what they wanted. They give them a trailer, they give them 30 plus minutes of gameplay footage. So you know a lot of a lot of good things going on there, whereas you know with some mentioned there um like Microsoft the fable the journey um yeah, okay, whatever, <laughs> um you know, like a very, very little. Amount of gameplay footage there. Uh, and also, they're actually bringing out two different editions for 360 and PS3, like yeah. collector's editions. If you have a PS3, you lucky son of a uh, guns, um, you get Resident Evil 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. <laughs> if you have a, a 360, you get the Degeneration. Um, film, Resident Evil 4, Code Veronica, 5, Gold Edition and 6. So if you're missing out on any of those there, I think
1: it's about $90. So, Or if anybody that's listening to this in Japan can help Chris out. <laughs> yeah, I'm
2: not spending um, $800 on a <laughs> Um, version that has a replica Leon jersey even in the the Capcom gameplay they actually poked fun at that and said like yeah or you're mega rich you could do this why anyone wants to is beyond us you know like and that's the people from Capcom saying that you know Um, but it's crazy like yeah it's something that I I would love to get but I'm certainly not shelling like that much money for a a jacket
1: Especially in this weather. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And the thing is, as well, if you were to do that, let me think of the customs charges. Oh, God above. Yeah,
2: 12% (laughs) and 800 pounds. I don't want to know that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Anyway, moving on. This is kind of where things went a wee bit to pot for uh, Microsoft. Because we kind of disappear from the games. And you'll see what I mean in a second. Xbox is doubling its entertainment range, adding the likes of NHL Game Center and ESPN, going twenty four hours.
2: No, it surprises me, Alan, that you've mentioned NHL and you sound really, really disappointed
1: with this. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I would be inclined to uh, get Game Center, but the thing is, it's. I think it's just the disappointment is, as in, this was the start of where things went downhill for Microsoft Mm -hmm. in terms of this conference, and I think that's just kind of brought my whole kind of excitement down. Um, Yeah, but don't get me wrong, NHL Game Center I will probably end up getting. I would not be surprised about that at all. But a lot of this stuff that's been mentioned in this kind of section is more than likely going to be for the Americans, and over here in the UK we will probably get very, very little little of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Time will tell on that front, but so this is point one, so we've started with entertainment <laughs> um, then uh, a fellow from Nike comes out and goes, hey look we're Nike, we're going to make you a fitness game yeah, so it's basically just a it, it's just a big advertisement thing like uh, Evolution was for Head and Shoulders, look here's a fitness game, oh by the way it's Nike this, Nike that Nike the other um, yes we kind of then got a kind of Halfway House with Dance Central 3 with Usher. That was an exciting performance. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that just sums it up there, everybody. (laughs) Um, But this is kind of the point now where, during the conference, everybody started losing the will to live. Smart Glass. Right, I'll sum it up here in a sentence or two. They state that you will be able to control your Xbox from your phone and tablet. Right, okay. Uh, And you will be able to say you're watching your movie on your tablet. You will then be able to switch and continue to watch it on your Xbox when you get home. Chris, I don't know about you, but to me that sounds awfully like Netflix. Uh, It does kind of a little bit, yeah. And it also sounds like something that the Wii U is kind of doing
2: as well. Because you kind of have a controller that kind of looks like a tablet.
1: Yeah.
2: Again... Netflix, you could watch on your phone and then you can come home and start up in your Wii and then you can continue watching in the comfort of your home. Not something groundbreaking, not something particularly interesting, not something that I think a lot of people are going, oh my god, that has made my year. That yeah. is me sorted for the rest of the year now. Yeah. I, personally it's, speaking, it's not uh, good. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's like a lame duck. You might yeah. as well just and, this, and
1: this was what Microsoft focused on for probably a good. Thirty thirty-five minutes of this conference. This was kind of what they were considering as their headline. Because um, like, to be honest with you, I would inspect this more of Sony. With yeah. Sony
2: being an entertainment, you know, yeah. Sony obviously have TVs, have DVD or Blu-ray players, etc., etc. Yeah. Whereas Microsoft, kind of, you know, Microsoft obviously had the Zoom, which was a huge success. Um. But you know the. the, the
1: well, okay, okay. no, I no. can't even
2: think of words. No, no. I'm kind of stumping now. It, it, it
1: isn't good. It isn't good. Um, because at the end of the day, right, every, they're going on about this. Oh, look, you'll be able to flick. Basically, right, so last year and the year before, we had the whole big thing about Connect. Right, you can control your Xbox with Kinect. Um Okay, that's, that's, that's fine. You can use your voice and you can use your hand motions. Yeah, that's great. So, right, what we're going to do this year... Um, you can control your Xbox with your iPhone, or you can control your Xbox with your tablet. Yeah. So basically, each year we're just getting a new way to control your Xbox. That doesn't yeah. re- that, that That. But does then somebody,
2: for... somebody said on Twitter, like, uh, they were doing a, something in the conference, and they must have been searching for something on Bing, and went, Who actually uses Bing on their Xbox? No, no. I've never used that in my life.
1: Yeah. No, it's basically Bing's just Microsoft again trying to have their version of Google, and it's just yeah. not. It's just not there at all. Um, But yeah, at the end of the day, right, what Microsoft are trying to come up here with is, again, like you say, the Wii U uh, and its tablet. But if you think about it, there's been universal remotes around for years, these big sort of tablet things that control everything in your house, you know, be it your lights, your music, your sound system, and your TV. Mm -hmm. So it's just a very limited version of that. So, no, th- it's, so just, it's not groundbreaking at all, guys, you know. <laughs> it's just something that's not very interesting, to be really yeah. honest. Uh, anyway, next, again, wow, groundbreaking and exciting is Xbox getting a web browser with Internet Explorer. Oh, yippee, because the
2: 3DS doesn't have that, and the PS3, whenever it first came out, didn't have that.
1: Yeah. Um, they're claiming that other people have done it wrong we're doing it right oh right okay, yes fine. Yeah. yeah
2: so in other words what they're doing is they're saying here go and buy the messenger kit or yeah. what we'll do is we'll bring out our own version of a keyboard for you to buy to make sure that you're surfing the web
1: right yeah exactly um next up we kind of went back into sort of game territory um when Resident Evil 6 and Tomb Raider, uh, it was announced that uh, they've exclusivity uh, deals with Xbox for the download content. So a bit like it's been over the last few years with Call of Duty in that um, there'll probably be a month or two head start for anybody on Xbox for the download content that's coming out for those games. I suppose we'll have a quick... Uh, mention of Tomb Raider. Again, graphically, it looks very good. It's now being done by Square Enix, which I think will be rather interesting. What about you, Chris?
2: Yeah, the, the trailer was not what we're used to um, uh, with Tomb Raider. You know, very, very graphic. Um, especially whenever you know she's got something in her side and she pulls it out and stuff. Not the Lara Croft that we're used
1: to. A younger Lara um, Croft as well.
2: Yeah, uh, it seems to be that I think uh, Uncharted is kind of... St- stuck a boot uh, into Lara Croft almost, and they've had to kind of reinvent it and make it a bit more appealing and aggressive for Mm -hmm. people. But um, I've always kind of liked the Tomb Raider uh, Raider series, not as much, you know, like as Resident Evil, obviously, but um, it certainly looks worthwhile. And uh, I think the last one they did was the Guardian of Light, which was uh, download content on the Xbox. Um, So I think they've already... You know, mentioned download content for this before. They've you know we've really seen a lot of gameplay footage for it, which kind of is a bad move. You know, like mm. whenever you don't really see that much of a game, you're already titan download content.
1: Yeah, you it's, know, it, it's, that that was the big thing. Like that was you know, it's all well and good. Xbox announcing, yeah, look, we've got exclusivity deals for DLC, but you're literally announcing DLC for Resi Six, which is coming out in October. And Tomb Raider, which is more than likely, I think, is it next year now? You know, like it's not—it's yes, yeah. not even this Christmas—and you're already announcing year. DLC for it. You yeah. know, come on, seriously. <laughs> um, but um, on a brighter note, we got to see the South Park game, and with that, now don't get me wrong, everybody, <clears throat> I'm—I was not overly excited about seeing the South Park game or anything like that. But needless to say, I am now interested in playing the game simply based on what happened during this segment. Um, We saw the trailer, and then, believe it or not, out came Trey Parker and Matt Stone. My goodness, this brightened up such a dull conference, it was unbelievable, and they literally put the boot into Microsoft by mocking Smart Glass. Yeah. So, fair play to these guys, it really was a highlight, and it's kind of weird because considering Chris and the guys were over at mine, I think it was what was it? Probably about a month or so ago. We watched uh, basketball, mm-hmm. and my goodness, it's weird seeing these guys older now.
2: Yes, it is. It is. Um, the what? I think it's Matt Stone. Is Matt Stone like the Baldy kind of one? I can never know. He which was. One. He was. Is... He
1: was the one with the. Um, you're thinking he was the one with the big curly hair in basketball, yeah, but now yeah, he's, all, well, now he's he, all shaved. Yeah,
2: he looks, <laughs> he
1: actually looks a lot
2: better, I think, now. Whereas <laughs> the other one, you know, does, doesn't does look any different, he just looks the exact same, you know. Exactly. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's all, you know, fair play to them for making fun of the smart glass thing, you know, like, you always want to play a game that's in your oven that's tired of, and you're in your fridge. You always want to do that, right? <laughs> so, yeah, they're basically just talking about they had to map up map out the south park world they didn't know how to get from cartman's house to kyle's house you know so they had to actually come up with like you know like a kind of a plan of where everything was very much like if you ever played the virtual um the virtual uh thing of springfield where you were able to walk from like the school to Moe's to you know to um the church you know this year they had to kind of do that um, it was good to see them there. You know, like obviously they're very excited for it,
1: and, and they seem very hands-on with it because they were literally saying, as soon as we leave here, we have to go back to the studio and continue working on it. Yeah, so I mean, they're coming up with the scripts and stuff. You know, like they've.
2: Um, it does look like you're basically going. It basically looks like an interactive version of the cartoon. Yeah, uh, it does look that true to it and everything, um, and it does look. Quite a good game, and again, that's one that's coming out next year, so yeah. Um, nice for them to tease it and be interesting to see if we get an episode in the future that kind of has that kind of uh, mentioned in it, like they have with other
1: games like Warcraft and yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, next point is Microsoft are starting or had started technically, um, it was just mentioned on during uh, E3, Um they've started like a 99. 99- dollar subscription deal for an Xbox three sixty. So a bit like mobile phone contracts, uh, you put ninety nine pounds down, you buy your Xbox and then you're paying like fourteen dollars ninety nine over you know, I don't know whether it's monthly or bi monthly or what it is. Um, so basically exactly like a phone contract in that you get it cheaper now but pay for it over the long term and they tend to think this is the future they're testing the water to see if this might be the future for when they eventually go next gen whether people would rather pay outright be it $400 or whatever it is for the console or say okay I'll pay you $100 now and then over so many months or a year or two I will give you so much a month and then obviously it'll work out more in Microsoft's favour because they'll get more money Mm -hmm. but whether it's going to pick up or not and catch on I don't really know because I don't think it's the best thing to test it on is testing it on your console that is probably in it's last year or two of life the reason why I think they're doing this is because it's
2: been such a huge success with Apple with their iPhone and their iPad that people are doing that that's why they're thinking here we can maybe get people you know not everyone can get credit and stuff uh, perhaps you know, like if people go to their local retailer and they want to get you know like uh high definition t v and xbox you know on credit and they can 't do that, then this is the way around it um I think this is kind of a way of people who maybe have big families and things um that this will be more affordable perhaps for them, but again, as you say i can 't really see it catching on um i don't see know, i don 't see it happening over here at all. No, and it's the case if only Microsoft are doing it, you know, Sony aren't doing it or anything like that. Yeah. If it was something that, you know, if it was something that um, Nintendo had announced for the Wii U, you know, that would have been perhaps more interesting yeah. than Microsoft kind of saying, you know, right, well, we're, we've are we still got maybe another two years left on in the, in the Xbox, so what we'll do is we'll just reduce this. Because, th- to be honest with you, uh, you could probably walk into your local Best Buy or Target and stuff and get it cheap enough there, anyway. Yeah, because know, so.
1: what was it? I was saying there were selling. There was, there was an online offer there only a while ago over here, and you were able to pick up. I think it was a two fifty gigabyte Xbox and two games, and it was a hundred and fifty pounds. So you know that's just a little bit over what probably about two hundred and thirty dollars, yeah. which isn't bad. So if you think right, they're wanting ninety nine dollars and then you to pay a subscription fee. Really, if you just stop yourself from buying maybe the xbox for an extra month and just save that bit extra then you can just buy it for yourself outright and go from mm-hmm. there yeah. um so yeah whether it catches on or not who knows uh then dramatically xbox just decide to oh right that's the end of the conference and close with call of duty black ops 2 yeah needless to say i think everybody who was sitting there watching the conference just went uh? it's just like is that seriously is that it is that it over you know, yeah. Don't get me wrong. The footage they showed and uh, it was in game footage and all as well of Call of Duty Black Ops looked good. Um, but again, I'm not a Call of Duty guy. I don't play these big shooters online I, because of kind of the communities or could you really call them communities online? Uh, I don't really think <laughs> so. Um, we all know it'll sell tons. You don't really have to sell it to people. It's as you know, it's bought as much as what Coca Cola would be, or bread, or milk, yeah, that sort of stuff. Um, a bit of a lackluster conference, wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah, very much so. You know, it seems to be a case of the more. Oh, you can get an Xbox for this amount, and hey, you can control your Xbox from a tablet. But you may not have a tablet because you have to go and pay ninety nine dollars to pay the rest for us to get your Xbox. So. No, I didn't really think it was something that was particularly interesting, to be honest with you, and something that I just thought, well, I'm not really that bothered with it. The only interesting thing there, two interesting things were were gears, well, three gears, Halo Four, and South Park. Yeah,
1: you and know, you never, but, you didn't think you were going to be saying that.
2: No, exactly, but um, that that's it. Obviously, Resi Six, you know, was there and and stuff, but. Um, no, I, I'm not a fan. Uh, College of the uh, kind of uh, kind of got bored of that around the fourth one. The Fourth one was yeah. the last one
1: I truly enjoyed. It's, so. it's just it's just went too far into the FIFA territory now with pumping them out every year. Yeah. Um. So really, when I was watching this, and I was I was tweeting away on the retro shock feed and getting shut down by Twitter for tweeting too much. Um. Before this, uh, before I did get shut down, I gave this conference a rating of. A c minus I think of my army service you gave it pretty much the same didn't you yeah yeah there wasn't anything there that I was just like oh my god
2: you know like that is just incredible you know etc but as it'll be a growing trend um, the more we the more we go on bar one yeah I do believe
1: yeah pretty much um, they're all sort of on this level then there's one that's kind of you know above the rest and then there's one that's Just very slightly above the, what you would call, rubbish lot. Um, So yeah, that's it for Microsoft. So we will go to a break. And then we will come back and speak about Sony. And see what they've had in store for us. So we shall see you all after the break for some Sony talk.
3: Look at me. It's going to be okay. Look at me. Look at me. It's going to be okay. Just keep your eyes on me. Help me. I'm gonna get you out of here, Deborah. <laughs> Deborah, look at me. We're gonna get through this. No, no let her go! <laughs> get away from Not me. her! Not my sister! <laughs> Take me! Please! I'll do anything! Please! Please! Please don't hurt her! <laughs> Deborah!
0: The President spoke highly of you, Agent Kennedy. Likewise. You told me you've been friends for 30 years. I am the National Security Advisor. It's my job to prevent terrorist attacks. I' not causing it.
3: You liar! I know.
0: Then you should have no problem turning yourselves in. Know. Hey! Jake,
3: let me handle
0: this. Look out! Looks like things just went from bad to worse. Find anything interesting?
3: A recording from six months ago.
0: You still haven't figured it out. Allow me to clarify. Tomorrow, the U.S. will suffer a bioterrorist attack. After that, China. And then major cities all around the world will suffer the same fate.
3: At the hands
0: of Neo Umbrella's very own, Ada Wong. I lost all my men because of her! And I lost over 70,000 people, including the president because of Simmons. He's working for me, Umbrella. You know what that means? Yeah, I do. Captain! Run out! Take everyone. No, the west was my father. President
1: 6. You're listening to a podcast on PopCultureNetwork.com. Be sure to head on over to the site at www.PopCultureNetwork.com to check out more podcasts and videos featuring toys, comic books, video games, and all the things you love. And while you're there, be sure to check out the Pop Culture Network store, where everything you purchase helps to keep us producing. Just head over to popculturenetwork.com and click on store.
3: Hey.
0: There you are. you okay?
3: Better than that guy.
0: Search him. I'm gonna take care of his buddy and then we quit this place.
3: Uh, bingo. This is our routine. Day and night, all we do is survive. It never lets up. Yeah. He tells me how these streets were crowded with people just going about their lives. <laughs> Must have been nice.
1: And welcome back back from the break everybody we hope you enjoyed the lovely game trailers there we had for you Um, it's now time to talk about Sony Um, to be honest we don't think this segment will probably last as long um, as the last one there's stuff to rant on but there's not as much stuff to rant on um, so, Sony, because it means you'll technically get a better grade probably here by the end of it. Um, but we'll kick things off with Sony with PlayStation All-Stars for PS3 and Vita. Hmm, Chris, I don't know about you, but this reminds me of something. It does it? It reminds me of a game that was released not too long ago on both
2: PlayStation and Xbox called Cartoon Network, uh, which basically had like Johnny Bravo fighting Dexter and things like that. But it also reminds me of A, Smash Brothers, and B, WWE All-Stars.
1: Yeah because the all star part of the logo looks exactly the same as the all star font from the WWE game. So literally Sony went and uh stole ideas or you know fiddled about with the formula from about three. You know, any, yeah, All Stars Battle Royale as well. It's not a case of
2: All Stars, you know, battle for you know battle, your, battle for yourself or something like that. It's <laughs> battle ba- for yourself. Battle Royale, okay. Yeah, cuz that's not a wrestling term, is it?
1: Yeah. Um, now, don't get me wrong, this probably will be cool to try. Um, you'll probably play it for all of five minutes and go, alright, okay, that's cool, fine, move on. Um, mind, um, I don't think it'll end up getting here on an ORS reviews because um, it's not something I'll probably buy until maybe it's like a fiver. Uh, <laughs> that might be a while. Um, but some of the characters in it, yeah, it's kind of cool. You've got Nathan Drake from Uncharted, and uh, I think, I'm not saying that it's cool, but the Sly Raccoons in it and all that sort of stuff. Um, oh, Parappa the rappers in it as well. What the hell? Um, <laughs> How's he going to fight? I know I don't get it. Is he going to throw like DJ discs at you or something like that? Yeah, but
2: he's like uh, two dimensional. That's like having a Paper Mario fight,
1: uh, yeah. you know, Princess Peach. That's true. Um, and then you're going to have the the one that would. The only thing that would get me a, a tall interest really to play it is, uh, apart from Nathan Drake, the big daddy from the first Bioshock's going to be in it, so you're going to be running around with his giant drill and throwing people across the room and all that sort of stuff. Um, but again, they didn't really reveal too much with this. It was more sort of, oh look, here's who's involved. Um, anyway, that's that's really all the showed about us. But it's effectively it's a Smash Brothers rip-off. Um, again, Sony cool for creativity there. Um, then we had um, another couple of Vita things um, this was what Sony kind of needed to do uh, they needed to get some focus put back on the Vita because obviously everybody's going to be a bit not down on the Vita but simply the sales haven't been there and people are saying oh the price, the price um, which again is a point later on um, it was announced Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation for Vita which is going to be some sort of tie in to the main Assassin's Creed 3 game Um, how that's going to happen or not um, we don't know. It's going to be the first female protagonist for the Assassin's Creed series uh, so that's exciting. Um, But again we haven't seen much apart from mainly a quick trailer which did apparently show some in-game footage but just looked a wee bit too good in my opinion. Um I yeah. suppose the bigger announcement for Vita is what we suspected would be coming um, is Call of Duty Black Ops Declassified um, Chris, I don't know about you, but do you think this will sell well come, say, obviously the way um, you know, there's always midnight launches for Call of Duty and we always get, sort of, Xbox usually outsells PS3 by a good bit, do you see Vita, if it's launched at the same time, selling anywhere near, you know, a good, a decent amount of copies? No, because
2: it's the same way that with the um, the Wii and the DS used to bring out their versions of it. And no, um, I think they really need to do something with the Vita. They always, you know, bring out their consoles, and then it's kind of it's it's almost like an afterthought. You know, like if you look at a three DS, you've got like loads of games coming out for that, um, and then we've got like what two games announced for the Vita at mm. uh, conference. And then, how many games do we get announced for the, um, or how many games do we see footage of for the 3DS? You know, yeah. Um, Sony should just. I think Sony should just back out of the handheld market because it seems to be a case of they're bringing out games. They're bringing out games that have successful franchises. To think, you know, like oh, there's you know, like, there's guys who buy all the Assassin's Creed. So if we put out one on the Vita, then they'll buy Vita to then play that. Uh, it doesn't work like that.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, I wouldn't go and uh, spend a two hundred and fifty pound on a machine to just play a game. Uh, yeah, I need to get a little bit more than that, you know, for it. Yeah. But um, that's just that's just my opinion on it. But I I don't see it doing anywhere near the numbers that they think that'll do.
1: Yeah, um, do not get us wrong. In my opinion, the Vita is a fantastic piece of kit. Graphically, it's great, all that stuff. But I again, PlayStation have done what, in my opinion, they did with the original PSP when it came out is there has been a lack of games, and a lack of good games. You got the likes of, you know, your third-party stuff from Ubisoft, and, all, and that's not knocking Ubisoft. Their support of the Vita when it came out was fantastic. Um, but if it wasn't really for those guys, there would have been an even bigger lack of games for the Vita at launch, and... Mm-hmm. You've kind of had your launch window here for the Vita and you've had your games come out and it's just completely dried up.
2: Yeah, it's a case now if you go in the stores like where I work, you know, the Vita is like in a wee corner and the 3DS and the you know like games are like on like on the back of the wall and uh, you always get more people coming in looking for a 3DS more than you would a Vita. Mm. Um, I think it's a price point. I think the fact is, you know, for the same price of a Vita, you could buy yourself a 3DS and a couple of games. And it's not as if they're duff games. Yeah. You know, it seems to have better connectivity with other uh, people, etc., etc. You know, like, uh, obviously, we played Mario Kart whenever we went down to um, play Mass Effect all of about 10 minutes because somebody <laughs> forgot charged their charge, their 3DS. I know. Yes. Um, but, you know, say, like, whenever Alan and I are going to. Uh, America, that's something Woo-hoo. that that's something that will be a big plus for us. Will be a case of you know, we'll probably get a game or two, like Mario Kart, or you know, like whether I have Kid Icarus and Alan has, you know, Super Pokemon Rumble, and we play that for uh, <laughs> a while. Alan plays it for all five minutes, but you know, <laughs> like it would be a case of we would have more fun with the games there, yeah. And you have like the Four Swords Adventure, which you could play uh, with the four players, but. I think Nintendo hit it on. I think Nintendo hit it on the head with their consoles. They look after them, and you know, like they give the fans what they want. There's mm-hmm. a prime example. In, well, we'll touch on that later on, but um, <laughs>
1: whenever it comes round, I'll
2: tell I'll tell you what I mean. Yeah, I mean by that
1: about Nintendo giving the fans what they want. Yes, uh, <laughs> up until now they have. Okay, we'll go with that for now. <laughs> um, there's a new God of War game coming out. I think it's like March next year. Again, I've not been a big God of War player. Um, I have heard from people it is a good series but again I used to be a big Sony guy I had playstations you know playstation 1, playstation 2, playstation 3 first and then I got an Xbox and everything changed and the PS3 is sitting in the corner as a blu-ray player Um, and this wouldn't be a game even having seen the footage that would make me go oh I have to go buy it and I'm going to you know reboot up the playstation and get going with that Yeah. Uh, after that, we have Little Big Planet Kart. Wait a second. Right. Little Big Planet Kart. We had Mod Nation Racers this time last year by the same developers, by the same company. I thought the whole reasoning behind Mod Nation Racers was that it was like Little Big Planet Kart. Yep, that's what I thought. Because you were able to create your own carts, you'd be
2: able to create your own players, etc., etc. So you'd be able to do everything that you could do in Little Big Planet.
1: Yeah. So way, way to go there, Sony! You've probably just tweaked a few things and flipped it about and went, "All right, look, here's a new game, and it has a Little Big Planet on, it, so everybody will buy it." Um, but this is where things take a kind of bit of a turn for the better, uh, and this was probably the one that kind of. This is probably the single thing that helped bump Sony's conference above the others. Uh, And when I say others, I mean uh, the other two big three. Um, And that is Last of Us, which is developed by Naughty Dog, the same guys who have done Crash Bandicoot years ago, and, of course, Uncharted the last number of years. Uh, It's kind of like a post-apocalyptic game sort of thing. Um, But it does look really, really good. really, really good, um graphically, it looks outstanding um but I could I can see this one being much further in the distance. I could see us being definitely well into next year um but it does show a lot of promise. I think what about you chris? um
2: it's not something that I've heard a lot of things about it, but I've yet to watch the trailer for it. Um, there's been so much things here, you know. With me, when at work, I've been missing out in some of the, the conferences and things like that. So I have heard very, very good things about it. In fact, this is probably one of the ones, like uh, Watchdogs, I think it is, that yes. a, lo- a lot of people seem to be um, talking about and giving some hype about. So Naughty yeah. Dog, you know, obviously Uncharted, Crash Bandicoot, um, things like that, um, very seldom put a foot wrong. So uh, be good to see what that's what's. That, yeah, that's Naughty, like.
1: Naughty Naughty Dog always seemed to be the driving force for PlayStation over the last couple of generations because obviously Crash Bandicoot was PlayStation 1 he kind of of crossed over onto PlayStation 2 then Naughty Dog kind of transferred over to Uncharted for the PS3 Crash was seen as the figurehead for PlayStation Nathan Drake is now kind of seen as the figurehead for PlayStation Um, whether Last of Us will kind of fight Uncharted for sort of the uh, spotlight so to say is another thing um, but it's good to see so many fantastic games coming out of Naughty Dog um, because they all, Naughty Dog have always kind of f- focused on one thing, because you had Crash Bandicoot for such a long time, and then it's been Uncharted for a stretch and now we've got this Last of Us mm-hmm. um, so it'll be good to see them uh, switching it up a wee bit and not just being Uncharted, Uncharted, Uncharted um, Next up uh, Sony announced that they're going to plan to release another 200 games onto PSN for you to download Um We can't really make much of a comment on this because, uh, yes, that's all well and cool, but it could be 200 absolutely rubbish games and we don't really know. Um, If it's 200 back catalogue games from PS2 and PS1, there'd obviously be a good variety of stuff there, and that would be pretty cool, but um, they don't really state whether it's going to be 200 arcade-style games like on the Xbox or what it is, so we'll just have to wait and see about those.
2: Yeah,
1: especially with that PlayStation Plus
2: thing, you know, like if yeah. you signed up for that, you were given Resident Evil 2 and 3 free. I think at the minute, if you sign up for it, you're given Virtue Fighter 5 free as a download. Yeah. You know, so I think that's their way of kind of enticing people to do that. Um, obviously Microsoft don't do that, so very interesting that they announced that, whereas Microsoft uh, the only download one was kind of like the Angry Birds rip-off yeah the what yeah. was it
1: uhracketeer or something like yeah, that yeah yeah, now, yeah it looks cool, but again it is pretty much angry birds rip off mm-hmm. um a lot of ripoffs happening here yeah. um this is kind of where we take a nosedive dive again uh a, a move racing wheel was revealed <laughs> playstation give up on move it's a we again rip off um it has not taken off. It died a death because it came out literally two months before the Kinect came out. And if you think if you put the figures through your head how much it costs you to potentially have four players on move in comparison to buying yourself a Kinect, it's it's just not worth it, people. No,
2: it's it, it is one of those things that it's almost like Nintendo's Virtual Boy, you know, like they made a lot of hype and noise about it, but it was just something that
1: um, fell flat on its face. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other big news coming out is that Nintendo... It's not Nintendo? Uh, Sony have... <laughs>
2: Nintendo have bought Sony. Yeah, was a big
1: announcement. <laughs> uh, but uh, Sony have announced that there will be no Vita price cut. Interesting. Um how this will pan out for them, I really don't know. Um, It could either be the death of the Vita, um, or, well, actually more than likely be the death of the Vita. Um, I could see that changing by Christmas time. I really could.
2: Especially with the 3DS, you know, they brought that out and then they, near enough, immediately cut the price and then give us the Ambassador program, you know, give us free games and things like that. Um, Again, exact same thing happened with the uh, PSP Go brought it out at too high a price. It was too high price. People didn't buy it, and even now, you know, like even second hand, you're talking maybe 50 fifty pound by the hundred dollars thereabouts for one. It's still too pricey, you know. Yeah. So um, Sony seems to keep hold of their prices, and either they sell really well or they don't sell at all. And yeah, such I as s-
1: such as the PSP Go when it came yeah, out.
2: Yeah. Um, it's just a case of it's one of those things that they either need to reduce to try and get rid of it um, and try and make some sales because if you don't have the sales then you can release all the games you want in the world but then if you don't have the people buying them then you know you're going to you're gonna f- fail miserably you exactly. know so um, they need to do something to compete with the 3DS because at the minute um, I mean I think the 3DS has been um, wiping the floor with Vito especially over in Japan yeah. uh, week in week in you know so um if they don't want to have a look at their figures and see what they're doing um, yeah that's that's their fault maybe that's why they made um so many billions of losses last year
1: yeah everybody's making a loss now but sony made one hell of a loss the last exactly. year yeah
3: um
1: and yes it's a ballsy move but it might not be the right ballsy move um i mean anyway, our last two points on sony they're not technically anything that went down during the Sony conference, but they're two very big and kind of half-controversial points that have came out of E3. That controversy creates cash, so maybe that's what yeah, they're doing, since they weren't in the v- device. Yeah. Uh, the first one of these is that Sony Computer Entertainment Europe CEO ah. Jack Tretton uh, came out and claimed, uh, when asked about uh, whether they will jump uh, to the next generation first, and um, that he said, "This we have never been first. We've never been cheapest. It's all about being best." What do you think about that, Chris? Um.
2: Well, that's that's kind of neither here nor there. You know, like they're saying that there's never be You know, they're they're never first, but they're certainly best. I think that if you were to ask people on the street what would be better, Vita or uh P- or three DS. Um, I think a lot more people would go um, for the 3DS. I think uh, as well uh, something that really, really harmed them was whenever their um, network was compromised mm. and all the you know people's um, data was stolen yeah. and things like that. I think that um, kind of swayed people from Sony to Microsoft because you're pay- You know, you're fair enough. You're paying for the privilege to play online, but it's very, very seldom that you would get somebody who would have problem with their account yeah. you know than you would with uh Sony. Yeah,
1: because uh, the, the amount of PlayStations and such that were traded in over that period
2: was ridiculous. Exactly, exactly. So you look at you look at Sony and you look at Microsoft and you look how many Microsoft points people would buy and how many, you know, PlayStation Network things people would buy. Um I mean there's yourself. You said you were a huge Sony fan and then yeah. You got a Xbox, and like me, I had a PlayStation. I was a Blu-ray player. I bought myself a Blu-ray player and traded that in.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and never really regretted it. Yeah. Um, but there's very, very few games. There's a lot of games that come out for the Xbox, like Halo or um, Gears of War, etc. That I really, really w- want to get over PS3 ones. Yeah. And plus the fact that Xbox seems, like with Grand Theft Auto 4 being a prime example, or Resident Evil 6, there are to have Xbox seemed to secure earlier access to
1: stuff than Sony do. Yeah, because uh, they did that with the likes of the Max Payne and all as well, so they did. Yeah. Um, the next point, which is probably the juicier one of the lot, which um, I think we would actually very much agree with this guy. I would like to meet him and shake his hand for this comment. Uh, His name is Jack Booster And he is again from Sony He claims the following While some of our competitors Seemingly are losing the plot Forgetting what built this industry um, They have forgotten The Gamer Ooh That is a low blow if I do
2: say so And this is the guy from Sony yeah Yep Right, so this is a, a guy from Sony after the guy who says that they're not going to reduce the price of the Vita so obviously they're not thinking of the gamer they're not <laughs> yeah. thinking of the Vita's of the um, gamer's um, pockets mm. and things like that You know, so
1: I would, love, um, I would love to shake his hands for the balls he had to say that and in a way he is right yes the point is a lot of the companies have forgot about the gamer but it does like you say contradict the first point
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know whether he's doing this to try and um, gather some uh, some fellowship. You know, like some people going like, "Oh, well, he," you know, like that. That's cool that they're thinking of the gamer and stuff. Whenever you're bringing out a PlayStation Move controller, which looks like something you would give to a three-year-old, to then and then they would probably make it better. But that's just. That's one of the worst controllers, I think. That probably ranks up there with a the Nécon controller and things like <laughs> that. Um, so, yeah, Sony, uh, way to think of your feet. Compare that to Microsoft Speed Wheel
1: and just see the difference there. It's, it is crazy. It literally looks, everybody, like they've chopped a PS3 controller in half, moved the two parts far apart, put like a frame and a circle in the middle, and then just set the Wii... It's not the Wii. See? They've got the Wii on the head. Um, the move controller in the middle. So you're literally going to have your hands out like it's a set of handlebars and yeah. you're flipping going to be staring in this big motion. It's not a good move, but yeah. Kind of contradictory from Sony's point, but the point isn't, is again true. Yes, a lot of the companies have forgot about the gamer, but Sony, if you're really thinking about the gamer, you would probably get more games out for the likes of the Vita. Um, that's Pretty much for it, it for Sony. Uh, like we say, it's a bit shorter uh, of a talk about Sony than Microsoft. Um this um I rated a C, so only marginally better than Microsoft. Uh Microsoft got a C minus, I gave this a C. Um literally because there was less kind of entertainment and smart glassy rubbishy talk. Uh I think you were the same again, Chris, weren't you? Um yeah, but I think probably think i probably changed it to a D, to no. be honest with you.
2: Um, I think there's nothing here that really interests me, you know. Um, on here that making me want to run out and buy a PS3. Oh, well, yeah, honest, definitely. Or, yeah. or a Vita, mm.
1: and uh, you know. So, no. Yeah, it's no. again. It's again. There's been a lack of major announcements. Yeah. And that's it, really, on the whole. So yeah, that's it for Sony. Uh, we'll go to a break. We'll come back, and then it'll be time to speak about um, what could maybe be considered one of the well as controversial as microsoft and that is nintendo's conference so yes we'll speak to you after the break about nintendo
0: many know the legend of kratos the mortal turned god who brought down the very walls of olympus but there was a time before kratos became the monster known as the ghost of sparta a time when something other than rage is him. A time when, in spite of the madness that plagued him, Kratos would break his blood oath to an unjust god. A time when he would no longer be
3: bound in blood.
0: God of War, Ascension. If you like 80s cartoons, and let's face it, how could you not, then be sure to pick up a copy of Serial Geek magazine, the glossy, 100-page, ad-free magazine dedicated to GoBots. And somewhat more importantly, He-Man, She-Ra, Thundercats, Transformers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe, etc. Head on over to www.serialgeek.com. That's cereal as in breakfast cereal go there now and pick up the animation magazine dedicated to 80s cartoons. Go now! Oh yeah! Mario time! (laughs) (laughs)
1: Welcome back from the break, everybody. Um, now it's time to speak about Nintendo. This was probably, I would say, and I think Chris would agree, the one everybody was pretty much most looking forward
2: to. Yes, some were the most, because some were expecting a Donkey Kong and Star Fox reveal. Yeah. Things like that. Um, which, unfortunately didn't happen, and some people were looking forward to a Zelda reveal yeah. and were slightly crushed by the fact that that, but not all was not lost because then we found on Twitter that um, they've announced like um, Nintendo themed iPhone cases which are available <laughs> in October time. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, again, keeping up with the trend of Sony and Microsoft and being very, very wasn't too many um, round of applauses
1: with a lot of their things. Yeah. Um, we'll jump straight into it here. Um, in the uh, Nintendo, Nintendo kind of had a pre um, E3 sort of thing, like a half an hour thing where they spoke over a quick few things about the Wii U. Um, they christened the we use tablet controller as a gamepad, supposedly in homage to the NES controller. I don't see how there's much of a comparison there. No. Um, in fact, there's the, more of a comparison towards an Xbox controller than there is than a NES controller. Yeah, well that's the Pro controller, which is the next one. The Pro controller, everybody effectively looks like an Xbox controller. Uh, uh, it's just the fact that uh, the A, B, Y, X buttons are slightly different way round, and that there's a joystick... Um, in a different place, but effectively, its you know its shape and feel will be exactly the same as an Xbox controller. Right. The first big thing to come out for Nintendo here was they kicked it off. Um, quite quite a cool, funny, quirky start to their conference. Um, you saw Mr. Miyamoto sitting in his uh, dressing room. The lady comes to get him, basically to say, "All right, time to go." Sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> Goldberg esque um, thing. Goldberg. So he's, uh, but he's been sitting there and he's been reading the script obviously for the show and you see little Pikmin running around the room and that sort of stuff watching him and you see a Pikmin climbing up his jacket and it falls in his top pocket so this is where it is announced pretty much that Pikmin 3 is getting its uh, space, it's kind of going to be the launch, main launch title for um, Wii U alongside one of the other games Um Pikmin 3 looked pretty cool, but graphically again, it doesn't look much advanced to the GameCube. I don't know about you, Chris. Uh,
2: no, no. In fact, a lot of these games like uh, the Mario one especially, which we'll touch on in a minute, looked just it a lot crisper. Could just be, the,
1: could just be yeah. That, that could be the case. Um, but Pikmin 3, yes, um, from what they've explained, you can use like the uh, GamePad uh, controller to like have an overhead view of the map and that sort of stuff, which, yeah, that's kind of cool. But I don't see it adding too much to it. Like you said, New Super Mario Bros. U, as it's called now, not me, as it was last year, um, could effectively be just on the Wii. Um, No doubt it will. A lot of these games will look a lot crisper because the console is now going to be HD. Mm Mm-hmm. Which thank goodness uh this has actually happened. Um it's about time Nintendo got to this stage. Um I still don't know why the wii never was HD, considering it came out later than an Xbox, and Xbox you know, was even had the component cable at the time. Yeah. Um obviously they didn't get HDMI until a bit later, but they still had the component. Um but yeah, New Super Mario Bros. U, nothing dramatic here, eh, Chris?
2: No, especially with the weird-looking Yoshi's that blow bubbles and kind of help you yeah. float. Um, it just seems to be again, it's nothing rev- revolutionary, you know. With like the N sixty-four, you had Super Mario sixty-four, which was really groundbreaking. Um, you had the Super Mario Galaxy, which was kind of groundbreaking, and then obviously New Super Mario Brothers, which was kind of harking back to the original. Um, To be honest with you, I can't really notice much difference between this and the 3DS version of New Super Mario Bros.
1: Yeah. When it comes to New Super Mario Bros., it's... I'm not going to say graphically lacking, but it's graphical style. Yeah. Um, It can just look exactly the same, be it on a 3DS or on a home console. Um, I think they may have got more... um,
2: it would have got more uh, interest if instead of bringing out New Super Mario Brothers, you um, they brought out you know, like You Mario Kart or something like that. Yeah, if they'd announced Mar- another or, Mario Kart, yeah. I would have been extremely happy. Or Mario Kart, me and you, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um you know, That'd like be, a, that would have been a good one. That would have yeah, been because good... that would game would have been totally different because each Mario Kart seems to be different from the, the last, you
1: know. Yeah, definitely. Um, And again, this is just a bit of a pet peeve, I don't know about you, but they need to stop calling it new. Yeah, because whenever people come in to ask for it,
2: they ask for the new Super Mario uh, Mario game. Is it the new Super Mario? No, no, it's the one that, you know, just call it Super Mario Bros. 2, Super Mario Bros. 2, you know, like uh, something like that. You don't need to have a new title on it. It's not new Call of Duty Black Ops 2 because it's not... (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I I totally get I totally get what you mean because I can't think of any other game on the market that has the
1: word new before its title. Yeah. Um I can understand when the original New Super Mario Bros came out for the DS years ago now. Um because it was it was the first proper original style Mario game that had came out in yonks it came out in years. Um so that was fine, but now we're I think it's I think that's nearly five years ago now that game came out on DS and they're still calling them new Super Mario Bros. We understand it's a new style, it's modern, it's cool. Yep, that's yeah. great. Why don't they call it classic Super
2: Mario Bros. Because yeah. it kinda harks back to the classic style of what Mario was.
1: Yeah. You know, that, that would that would be fine. I'd be fine with that. But the fact that you keep calling it new and then as well, we will mention it later, the fact that you have two new Super Mario Bros on your lineup here during this conference. It's just going to get people quite confused, um, yeah. but uh, this is the next one. Uh, there was a couple of these that we will not mention. Uh, you had these sort of games that you were like, "What is what is what is the real point here?" <laughs> um, well, I was talking about We Fit you because he just loves We Fit. Uh, well, yeah, you could throw that in there, but uh, the style I am talking about is the Batman Arkham City Armored Edition and. Mass Effect 3, sort of those sort of games. Hmm. So games that by the time the Wii U comes out Batman will be a year old nearly, and Mass Effect will be, what 8 months old? Yeah, something like that, yeah.
2: Um, So obviously, you know, thinking real on the gamer there um, that obviously want Batman and Mass Effect. Uh, Don't give us brand new games, just give us zipped up versions of other ones you know don't give us a new Donkey Kong or a new Zelda or things like that you know fair enough we saw a Zelda thing that was like a um kind of like when Sony brought out PS3 you know like they showed what Final Fantasy would look like you know like up to date and then that's
1: kind of what they did with Zelda yeah um but (laughs) when pushed for comment uh, in regards to the likes of Batman and all They were just like, oh, there's going to be extra stuff, there's going to be extra stuff. There's probably going to be about five minutes of extra stuff here, people. Um, And they're like, oh, and Batman has new armor. Wow, that's exciting. Whoop-dee-doo. Yeah, and again, Mass Effect 3, I don't really see that that there's going to be anything different in this. They haven't mentioned anything. It's going to be a straight port over. Um, The main reason you're probably going to see Mass Effect 3 here is because they brought out the Pro Controller, which is probably the main reason why they made the Pro Controller as Xbox-like as they did, is because they're going to have a lot of people now, because the Wii U's meant to be more graphically powerful, wanting to bring their games over to it. Um, they then announced Sing, which, yay, uh, now Nintendo have a full-blown karaoke uh, game. Uh, we had Sing It. It's obviously disappeared off the face of the planet. Uh, it's now just called Sing. So you've got Sing Star on PlayStation, which is effectively died to death. Yep. Uh lips on Xbox, which is effectively died to death. Yep. And now Nintendo went, Oh what we'll do is we'll go and get a singing game. Yep. Smart move. Um then again, Chris mentioned it. We fit you. Um The only good thing about this is that you don't need a new Wii Fit board. I seriously thought that they would take this opportunity to try and grind out a couple of extra pounds or dollars or whatever uh from you. So I do kind of have to give them that, but it's just, again, of what can be as dramatically different in this game as previous games. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know if you saw the footage for the the whole Wii Fit U thing, Chris, but literally what they really promoted it as is it comes with a pedometer now that you can upload your data onto the Wii game itself. And that if the missus wants to watch Carnation Street or some sort of television show. For the Americans Carnation Street's just a kind of we call them soaps, it's just kind of a sit situation sort of T V show uh based on real life. Um so if they want to watch their T V show, um, then you can use the Wii tablet gamepad to continue doing your exercises. I try to maintain a healthy anus. Well, We fit uh you would actually help that with that. Um so yeah, we'll just. Skip. I think this is the best
0: uh, call I've ever had. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so you can tell how excited we are about We Fit you if uh, <laughs> he, if Mister Partridge has made an appearance. Um, then we got such.
0: Ever met I, a child I, the size of an ox?
1: <laughs> no, not particularly. Oh, um, it's just because they could use uh, We Fit for yeah. that. So, you know. So. <laughs> um, then we got a really small 3ds section and. Chris, I was pretty
2: disappointed about this. Yeah, there's games that have been on the radar for quite a while. Obviously Luigi's Mansion um, has been, you know, announced and it just keeps getting delayed and delayed and delayed, so I have a couple of games here for the 3DS and obviously you know, we have New Super Mario Bros. 2, Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon, a Paper Mario, Sticker
1: Star, no mention of Animal Crossing. Yeah, the I think Animal Crossing from what I heard uh, they did kind of another sort of mini conference a bit like the Nintendo Direct afterwards and Animal Crossing was mentioned in it but I don't think there was any date or any drastic amount of info mentioned it was just kind of another trailer shown for it That's a bit rubbish and obviously then we had Kingdom
2: Hearts as well which looks quite a good one um, but again Nintendo announced these games but don't put any well they announced the Mario one where it was coming out uh, August time in America wasn't it? I think it's, yeah, pretty soon know. yeah So, uh, I think, you know, they'll obviously get it first, but we got Rayman Origins first for the 3DS, and for some reason, it's yet to be... I think it's going to be November, December time before it's released in USA, yeah. Even though, you know, there's nothing really
1: um, different there, you know. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this is... Kind of as we said... It's another new Super Mario Bros. 2, and you can basically basically not tell the difference between this and its Wii U counterpart. Um, I don't see how the 3DS, um, you know, the original 3DS's selling point is 3D without glasses. I don't see how that's going to seriously help with your gameplay. (laughs) With your gameplay uh, of Mario Bros. 2. uh, um, But there's. Ta Uh, ra. There'll be. it's sure to sell tons because it's the first sort of, you know, Super Mario Bros. game of that style on the 3DS. Yeah. But the 3DS has just been overly flooded with Mario games. We had uh, Super Mario 3D Land. You've We've got had Mario Kart. Mario Kart. We've had Mar- Tennis. Mar- Mario Sonic at the Olympics. Yep. Um, and now we're getting new Super Mario Bros. Two. And again, and then Paper Mario.
2: <laughs> and again, no mention of uh, Smash Brothers either. You know, they yeah. mentioned it at
1: the last conference. Uh, Because it was going to be the new Smash Bros. for Wii U and 3DS and having cross-compatibility between those two. Yeah, so again, nothing mentioned. So they've
2: mentioned stuff at previous conferences and kind of just not really... Uh, said anything about it you know even if they said Smash Brothers come along nicely we've nothing to show you here but hopefully towards the end of the year you know like or something like that um, stay tuned on your Wii or Wii U you know again yeah. Wii U no confirmed price no confirmed date as to when it was we released where yeah. they said it's coming out this year again I <sighs> can doesn't leave lot of, a lot of room for manoeuvrability if you say it's coming out this
1: year and you haven't teased a date or anything for it. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it does not help um, retailers or anybody to try and start promoting this thing um, because obviously in your situation with um, everybody's registering interest for Wii U, and that's all fine and dandy, but if you can't start taking pre-orders for that machine for it and its games now, yeah. then it's, it's going to be such a rush job come the time, and there's going to be the typical sort of Nintendo lack of stock, and people are going to be giving off, and then they're going to be going for three or 400 quid more on eBay, Yeah, and it will just end up being a bit of a disaster.
2: Okay, before we move on, obviously with that there, is the Wii U something that interests you, or is it something you're like, I'm not, there's nothing really... Again, with Nintendo, Nintendo are good at releasing the consoles, yeah. but obviously the lineup for it, the release Schedule at the time of launch is always very lacklustre. Do you think it's safe to say that it's the same case for the Wii U?
1: Yeah, it's lacklustre. Um, They don't have what what the likes of the 64 had. They don't have the likes of a Mario 64 and stuff like that. Again, yes, you can kind of go to me, but yeah, Alan, that's another Mario game. Yes, but we didn't get as many Mario games back then. Mm
2: -hmm. Literally,
1: you were like, this is the Mario game. Yeah. This is what I will be getting for this generation of console. I won't get another 25 Mario games on this generation of console. I kid you not, right? The launch the launch games, they're all right. There's, you know, the next point I was going to say was Ubisoft is going to have a huge presence for the Wii U, which we will mention in our Ubisoft part. Um and some of their stuff is going to be great. It will be good. Um but there's not enough first-party titles. From Nintendo that make you go Whoa, I want this machine Mm -hmm. Because If they'd have came out here And this E3 and went There's going to be a Star Fox game for Wii U at launch I'd have been down and I'd have bought the console day one They would have had me Because I would have wanted to play that game Yeah, Because it's something I've been wanting for years Yeah, But they fell on their face So Um, it's a case of, again, as
2: you've said, too many Mario, not enough of the older franchises, say, like Zelda, you know. And people um, wanting another Metroid as well. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, again, Nintendo, like Microsoft, have not really announced a lot of things to do with their virtual console either. Either on the 3DS, which is probably one of the worst virtual consoles I've ever seen. Just the way it's laid out, the whole feel of it, the price points of things... I don't want to pay four pounds, you know, like eight dollars or whatever for a um, black and white game that I used to play on my original yeah, Game Boy.
1: that you could probably pick up for flipping
2: 20p on eBay or something yep, like that. or all you would need to do is release games that people are after. You know, like a lot of people want the Majora's Mask. I don't understand why they haven't carried over their virtual console from the Wii on the 3DS. They have, like, all the SNES games and things yeah. like that on it. I, I, you have the facility there. Why not put that
1: on that? I, don't, yeah. I just don't get that. Like, if they'd announced Majora's Mask for 3DS yes again you'll go oh well that's another rehash it's another re-release but simply by having the variety on your show and people going oh there's zelda that isn't just all mario i think people would have been a bit more positive mm-hmm. but yeah. um they tried to then counteract that sort of thing by going oh look here's nintendo land yay um Basically, they're claiming that Nintendo Land... They didn't announce that it's going to be bundled with the console or anything like that. um, But they're basically claiming that Nintendo Land is going to be the Wii U's Wii Sports. Um, So the game that gets everybody interested in the console and all that sort of stuff. Um, Literally, they better release this with the console or I just won't be buying it. Because it's literally a pile of mini-games. There's going to be 12. Um, So far, they mentioned... um, Legend of Zelda: Battle Quest, um, Animal Crossing: Sweet Days, Chris will love that, I'm sure. Uh, Luigi's Ghost Mansion, which is nearly kind of a wee bit like a Pac-Man sort of thing, it it does look reasonably cool in my opinion. There's like um, you can have up to four players um, on. I think it will be on normal Wii remotes, and then one of the one of the guys will be on the tablet,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and the guy on the tablet is the ghost, and he oh, right. and he sees the screen. And he can see all the other players. But the guys who are playing with the Wii remotes looking at the TV can't see the ghost. Oh, that's that's kind of cool. Um, And you have to run about as the ghost to try and get them. But if you get close to them, the guy, other guys' Wii remotes start rumbling. Kind of as a warning.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Kind of say the ghost is close and all that sort of stuff. So that's, that, that one kind of stood out for me. And kind of like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, There's then Donkey Kong Crash Course which kind of looks like um, they've took kind of some of the platforming stuff from the original Donkey Kong game, so like the ladders and the girders and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and you kind of have to get like this sort of... I don't know how to describe it. just like a, a cart from the top down to the bottom sort mm-hmm. of thing, going through various layers and all that sort of stuff. Um, but as I kind of said to you the other day before we even were recording this... When there was the rumours of the Star Fox game, there'd also been a rumour floating out that it was going to be a crossover with Metroid. I'm starting to worry that this is where the rumours came from. All right, okay. Because if you think right, there's Legend of Zelda, there's Animal Crossing, there's Luigi's, and there's Donkey Kong. Yeah. That's all big crossovers from some of Nintendo's biggest names.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Chances are, I would suspect that you'll end up seeing Star Fox and Metroid in here as one of the other six, um, which would probably be an even bigger kick to the gut (laughs) than just Star Fox not coming out probably. Yeah, Um, and obviously with the Wii U as well, we'll get these
2: games and then it'll be kind of a wee while before you get a game that um is a true fan favourite. You know, like, we had yeah. to wait a long time for Zelda to come out, and Jamie actually made a point to saying that that wasn't done by Nintendo. That was, again, outsourced to a different company. Yeah. So Nintendo have had the time to work on a new Zelda game since the release of the yeah. 3DS, but we haven't seen anything of it yet.
1: Because uh, Miyamoto actually came out uh, at the end of the uh, Nintendo conference when he was asked by people saying... Because, obviously, again, there was no Zelda presence really apart from the, that we you know, surprise in Nintendo land.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because obviously last year when they were talking about the Wii U coming out, there was a, oh look, here's this big, amazing graphical demonstration of what Zelda could look like. Yeah. Um, and the re- then there was nothing of that this year. There was no advance or anything like that. And they, Miyamoto came out and said yeah, they're in pre-development stage. They're having to think really hard because not everybody liked Skyward Sword because of the control scheme. I actually
2: thought Skyward Sword was quite good. I didn't mind Skyward Sword.
1: No, that's a, that it came as a bit of a surprise to me that um it came out and said a lot of people find the control system hard and that sort of stuff. Um I can understand some people probably finding it hard. It's, you know, it wouldn't be a game for kids or anything like that. No, and but and if
2: people have played Twilight Princess on the Wii. Yeah. And, you know, it's we the think they would
1: understand it. It's the same kind of thing, yeah, so... But apparently it seems that, you know, the hints were kind of gearing up us towards maybe going back to a more traditional setup,
3: well, in, term, in
1: terms of, of, you know, you could either maybe play it with the Wii Remote Nunchuck, or you could play it with the Pro GamePad sort of thing, so um, I wouldn't mind playing it again with just like a GamePad or such, um, but I think that'll be some time, uh, we'll have to wait for that. Um, they then showed Lego City undercover and apparently loads of people are comparing it and saying it's Lego GTA I don't know how you could compare Lego and GTA in the same (laughs) sentence Um, because you're like running about a city and trying to solve crimes and all that sort of stuff which I'm sure the the kiddies will love that Um, kind of our final two points for Nintendo Uh, we kind of mentioned the first one already the Wii U is going to support 1080p gaming congratulations Nintendo welcome uh, out of the Stone Age
2: yeah, I'm surprised
1: they didn't do it in 3D either. Yeah. Um, but the next point is that, yes, uh, Nintendo didn't announce a price point and didn't announce a release date. Um, I watched an interview um, with a Ubisoft guy <laughs> and it was just some random online uh, interviewer guy was talking to him and he was like, and uh, this is coming out at launch, right? Yeah, this game's coming out at launch. Um When's that? And the Ubisoft guy kind of paused for a second, turned around, obviously like his advisor, mm-hmm. and kind of went, "Can I tell him when our game's coming out?" Yeah, yeah, okay, no worries, November. <laughs> so literally, he effectively gave away that the Wii U is going to come out in November because their launch, their title is a launch title, and it's going to be out in November. So it looks like we're going to get the Wii U in November. Um, but shop to an online, uh, uh stockist of pretty much games and other entertainment stuff um, released their suspected price point for this machine and it's a wee bit interesting um, because it's coming in at the minute at £279.95 which is equivalent to everybody in America to
2: $433.16 I'll stop you there Alan because how many times have they announced the price? And in America, it's two nine nine, and then over here, it's the exact same. Yep,
1: exactly. That's that's what my kind of sub point of this was: is the UK going to be again? And I had to I had to self bleep myself there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it does look like we're going to get completely uh, raked over the coals, so to say, again for price point. Because I remember in the build up of this everybody was going, Oh, it looks like it's going to be a three hundred dollar price point um for the Wii U and everybody was like, Oh, that's actually that's actually really good because that would be, you know, again, sorta of, you know, the low two hundreds sort of thing. Um but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it does end up just being like two nine nine ninety nine pounds because Shop Two is usually the sort of again one of these sort of cheaper guys they'll usually be twenty quid cheaper uh, twenty pounds cheaper than a retailer or some other online stockists.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. Yeah, that would make me even more reluctant to even consider getting one at launch. Um, I think it'll be one we'll have to wait on, and we will kind of say a minor apology then for that now, uh, because then, obviously, we won't have Wii U games to have an ORS reviews for probably a while um, until either really good games come out or the price point drops, which, being Nintendo, they they they're probably pretty stubborn with price points as well, a bit like Sony. Yeah, don't even it's not make...
2: so, it's not something that I'm urging myself to buy. It's not something yeah. that I need to have. I'm content at the minute with the Wii um, and the 3DS. Although obviously the games for the Wii are really slowing down. Yeah, uh, there's not that many coming out. The 3DS is starting to g- gather momentum, but needs to kind
1: of uh, find its feet uh, in a hurry. Yeah. Um mind if our good friends at Nintendo that send us our review games are happy to send us a Wii U, we will be more than happy to review the stuff for you every Oh well, that's fine. That's fine at all. I have no qualms for that. I have no issue for that at all. No issue. I will Nintendo gladly
2: Nintendo. let you borrow the Wii U once it arrives. That's fine, no problem at all.
1: Good thing everything's sent to my address. <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: yeah. Uh huh. Anyway. Well, sent to your address doesn't mean it always
1: gets there. Yeah, Chris will be camping outside in the bushes <laughs> waiting for the postman to arrive around that time. Oh, uh, it's okay, I'll take that, yes. I'm Alan Price, you want to see my ID? There you go. <laughs> You've lost a lot of weight, sir. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, we'll just round up this Nintendo discussion with, again, our grade. Uh, this, again, got an equal grading to the Microsoft one from me with a C-. Yes, there was plenty of games announced and all that sort of stuff, but it was just too much samey-samey in my opinion. Uh yeah, pretty much the same
2: for me. Uh just some guy talking, showing, you know, video behind him of uh forgot to touch on the new Super Mario Brothers for the three DS that you have a flower that turns everything into gold. It seems to be kind of a case of you know, you like you have to get lots of coins in this. Um so again they announced games but they didn't announce games that people wanted. Um, not catering to what the masses want. Masses want Zelda. You know, like, I get the fact that it was Mario's 25th anniversary, and that's maybe why we're getting so many Mario games, but don't forget it was Zelda's as well. Yeah, and then apparently
1: um, this year it's Kirby's. Uh, yeah.
2: Kirby's very much like the Mega Man, you know, like you either love him or you hate him, but yeah. you know, how many Kirby games have you played in your life? I've maybe played two: one on the NES and one on the. Yeah, NES. I'm probably I'm probably the same.
1: I'm one on the Virtual Console,
2: no, one on the SNES. I think it was. Yeah, I've th- probably played it. about
1: two as well. Like, um, like I love the Kirby character, and Smash Brothers Chris will attest to that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but when it comes to Kirby's actual games, nah, you're all right. So yeah, C minus for Nintendo. So there. Pretty much as lackluster as uh, each other. So we'll go, we'll have a quick break, uh, we'll come back, and then our next section is going to be because it shouldn't take uh, much time to fly through uh, EA stuff. It's going to be EA and the one that has uh, stirred up the most interest from everybody uh, at E3 2012, that is Ubisoft. So join us after the break and we'll speak about those two.
4: One of the biggest differences between Scribble Knots and Scribblenauts on the Wii U is we've taken our content out of these little levels and put it into this big open connected world. And so you have this big open connected world on your TV screen and you use the controller to identify the different objectives. Because the game is available on the TV screen and everybody can see what's going on, we really wanted to play up and increase the audience participation element of the game. We're actually allowing the participants to, again, just grab Wii remotes and jump into the game by you know, assuming control of, of different characters and creatures in the game and using them to solve puzzles. Fifth cell, scribble Scribblenauts, has always been about imagination. It's about allowing the user to think of any object that exists in the world and bringing that object to life. In Scribblenauts Unlimited we wanted to take it from our imagination to the user's imagination where they can create any object that they can think of whether it exists or not. We call the object editor. So One example of a scenario in in Scribblenauts Unlimited is you encounter the chef in the game world and the chef's looking for truffles. So you could be boring and you could spawn like a dog or something to sniff out the truffles or you could do something interesting like living pig-like monster truck and that would find the truffle as well. And we also introduced a new adjective keyboard. So you can basically write adjectives and apply them directly to objects in the game world. Previous Scribble knots, Maxwell was this mysterious figure that we didn't know very much about. We just knew that he needed these objects called Starites. We never knew why, we never knew where he came from. In Scribble Knots Unlimited, we're gonna learn about why he sets out on these quests to pursue these, you know, these starites. What it is, friends. Hollick here, inviting you to join
1: me every Monday for Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk. What's that, you ask? Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk is my weekly video series in which we take a look at my favorite
4: toy line of yesteryear, Vintage Playmates Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If you're a green team goer I'm betting you'll have a great time getting reacquainted with old friends
1: or meeting new ones for the first time. That's Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk at www.radicalretro.com part of the Pop Culture Network.
4: This is exactly what we've been looking for. This isn't just some random planet, Isaac. They found the source. Our window's coming up. We go now or not at all. I'm seeing mines at 2,000 meters. Targeting computers, spinning up. Here's where the fun begins. We're coming in too hot. Give me a course correction. The are shaking loose. We're dropping like a rock. Oh, sh-
0: Ah! Isaac, do you copy? Isaac. Straight, Clark, we came to this frozen hole to stop the markers and nothing God damn it. Not you or your obsession with Ellie is gonna get in my way. You got that I know I'm doing this
1: And welcome back from the break everybody, uh, now it's time to switch things up a little bit, we've had our big three, uh, not much positivity, um, but we can guarantee for you some positivity going forward in this section of the show, uh, not to say that there still won't be one or two negative parts towards the end in terms of our best of the rest, Um But this section is mainly going to be focusing on EA and Ubisoft. So we shall kick things straight off with EA. Uh, They uh, revealed some actual in-game footage, Chris. Of what? Dead Space 3. Wow. Yeah, maybe wow, but still, we got in-game footage.
2: Yeah, but it's a (laughs) game that nobody can kind of care less about, to be honest with you. We had in-game footage for maybe, I don't know, say... Medal of Honor would have maybe been a good idea.
1: Yeah. Uh, Dead Space 3, Yeah, not personally my cup of tea or Chris's. Um, It's not one I played when the first came out. Um, You may say, but you're being negative already. We're not being negative. It's just a game that we've never played or not had much interest in. But where we're being positive about it is the fact of EA came straight out the gate and showed us some in-game footage. So we have to give EA props for that. Um... Uh, after that there was SimCity Social for Facebook, so any of you that are totally addicted to Facebook games you can God, above. way to get with the times get invested with uh Sims on your Facebook. Um not my cup of tea again either or by obviously you can tell by Chris's reaction, his either. Um Battlefield three premium subscription. Chris, we've effectively got a uh, College of the Elite subscription for Battlefield then. Yeah, way to think on your feet there and
2: bring this out what some um, I don't know, some six, seven months after your game has been released that people have already went and bought your downloads. Yeah, And they went, oh, if you want you can actually pay this. Bring it yeah. out the same time as your game. God.
1: Apparently there is a whole ton you know, of new download content. It isn't just all existing download content, so at least that's happening, but the thing that just pickles me is that, like you say, we're many number of months after when Battlefield 3 came out, um, surely they are already developing the next Battlefield, surely there is some other group of EA development team um, developing the next Battlefield, so it I pro- guarantee it will probably be announced uh, by either the start of next year or in the run into the next E3. Um, whether this is just them trying to buy themselves some more time and get some more extra cash and uh, the kitty is another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it is a bit late because chances are Battlefield 3 for some people absolutely loved it. That's great. But again, for some people, Battlefield 3 was their stopgap between, you know, October time and the next Call of Duty. Yeah. So there won't be as many people. Um, still playing battlefield three as they could have took advantage of if they'd had this in place when it first came out uh then there was uh an actual SimCity game uh announced for 2013 um again we're not pc gamers pc gaming is becoming a bit of a dinosaur now um they just advance things too quickly and people's computers can't keep up i see it as kind of you could say chris uh like a campfire and people are just throwing money into it. Yeah. Um much. because people just can't keep up with it at all. Now the big shock thing, uh whether you're into it or not, folks, uh that came out of uh this conference is we all know kind of over the last while um THQ's been having trouble. Uh THQ has been losing money hand over fist. The only thing that's been keeping them anyway. From completely going bankrupt has been the WWE. And you draw. (laughs) No, I was being (laughs) sarcastic. That's okay, I was just trying to carry on with you. (laughs) Uh, uh, But WWE is their main one. WWE is THQ's baby, so to say. This is what grinds them out major bucks year in, year out, be it through download content or the initial sales. Um, Their other one that had kind of taken sort of a lower peg on the ladder, so to say. Um, But still was making them a decent amount of money Was UFC THQ has offloaded their licenses Or some of them at least And UFC was one of them And we all kind of know over the last couple of years EA was like We really want to be in the MMA game Uh, But THQ had already got the UFC license So then we got that EA MMA Oh yeah
2: that was a big flop
1: Yeah um, but now EA have gobbled up the license for UFC, so you're now going to have UFC as the sort of UFC 2013 sort of thing. Um, yeah, cool, good idea. Um, I couldn't have seen the UFC license going really anywhere else uh, than EA because uh, you know EA Sports is their thing as well. Um, the one, th- the only slight thing that would worry me about this, and I don't know about you, Chris, is whether they'll just take the kind of groundwork they had for that EA MMA and just slap the UFC name on it? No, I think it's with them
2: having the the, the proper license now. You know, obviously, they've got to do the thing justice, you know, because... With you having a brand name, you know, like like WWE, you have to work with people from WWE. You have to get the voicers You know, obviously, if it's UFC, you have to get the um, fighters into it. You know, so whether that means that they kind of use the um, motion capture that kind of stuff. Um, I think it'll be a total revamp uh, if they were to do that and just put UFC skins on the their MMA existing things. I think that would be a very very lackluster release indeed.
1: Yeah, but it's a case of the EA getting the Golden Poo Award, it was called, uh, (laughs) for last year for Worst Company in America. Um, That could be, uh, you know, it could be an option when it comes to EA. (laughs) Uh, But um, next up is Nintendo Most Wanted, which is... um, What? uh, It's Need for Speed Most Wanted. Yeah, you said Nintendo
2: Most Wanted, that's what I was Did I say Nintendo Most Wanted? Yeah, that's what I was going. What?
1: Nintendo's Most Wanted. EA trying to kill Nintendo. Uh, Need for Speed, Most Wanted, apologies, um, by Criterion. Now, this I am quite excited about. The last Isn't this one being Need for Speed, Most Wanted was already a release? There was one called Need for Speed, Most Wanted. Yes, you are correct, back on PS2. But, like I was going to say, the past Need for Speed there this year was pretty darn rubbish that need for speed The run there was seriously bad rubber banding rubber banding everybody who doesn't know i don't understand why you wouldn't know listening to this um is when you could be in a car race and you could be miles ahead you could be about 30 seconds ahead but then dramatically these guys seem to get this amazing speed boost and are on your backside and then try to overtake you just before the finish line it was bad for that there was timed events there was basically scripted events in the final level of Need for Speed, the run, you could be in second place right up until like, this wee section before the end. And then the last section is just a drag race between you and the other guy. So literally there's no skill goes into about the first nine-tenths of that final level. You just had to win the drag race. Um, but the thing that has me happier and more excited for this Need for Speed Most Wanted is it's done by the guys at Criterion. Um, and we all know what they've done in the past as well but they did, uh, if memory serves the Need for Speed Hot Pursuit from a few years ago, uh, which was one of my favourite Need for Speed since Undercover. So, I am kind of excited about this um, It's not kind of something you would be excited about, Chris um, I've never liked it In fact, there's not
2: many EA franchises to be brutally honest with you, I am a big fan of Yeah. Um, I think it's just very, very much, you've got a franchise They'll release stuff. They'll try and make it better, um, but it just seems to be the same generic titles. I know, th- I know that the only one you look forward to year on year is NHL as th- NHL yeah. series. You know, yeah. and that that's the one that year in year out
1: you will buy because you're a big ice hockey fan. Yeah. Um, I'll just speak about that quickly. The main reason I buy NHL each year is because they seem to be one of the only brands in the EA section of gaming that seems to make more dramatic changes each year than anybody else with fifa it's like oh you've got this new football or you've got you know you've got this new uh, like fabric movement of their shirts sort of thing that's the sort of style of upgrades fifa does whereas with nhl they completely revamp a whole kind of either be it section or dynamic of that game cuz for example this year it's, uh, it's it's an upgrade to the skating styles or something like that, I can't remember the name they've gave it but literally in like the last couple of years games you could have basically been running at someone and you couldn't outrun them um, or outskate them even, whereas this year if a player has certain stats then they'll be able to do quick moves and all that sort of stuff so it's a major upgrade um, but there's when it comes to most EA games be it FIFA or anything, I would not be inclined to buy them and the same would be said for yourself mm-hmm. Um, moving on quickly, our last sort of uh, couple of points for EA um, is Star Wars: The Old Republic. It was announced that uh, it will be free to play up to level fifteen from July. Yeah, that's because they've lost near enough uh, four hundred thousand um, subscribers since it start uh, launched in February. Yeah, and they're all like, they're doing the sort of uh, Mass Effect thing again. Of look, look, look! Here's free download content. Look, look, look! Yeah. You know, so yeah. Yeah. If they had done something like this and brought it out in
2: consoles, uh, there's yet to be a big MMO that's out in consoles. The only one I could think of was DC Universe. And obviously, sorry, just to touch on the NHL 13 while I remember. um, Obviously, NHL is one of the most sought-after games once it's released. It only seems to be available in very, very small quantities.
1: Yeah, even in the UK, it's pretty sought-after.
2: Yeah, because you get people coming in and we have it in for release day. And then maybe a couple more copies, and then we never ever get never yep. ever gets restocked. It's not one that you can walk in the shop and buy readily. Yeah. So, if you are an ice hockey fan, you are listening to this, get down to your local store and pre order yep. it now and make sure
1: you're guaranteed your copy because, Cause, yeah, because it is it is, it is so hard to get a hold of. Because I remember last year, um, literally, uh, we uh, took everybody's reward card and got each of us to pre order one. Uh, Mm -hmm. literally to make sure we got the copies of the game into the store because we knew finally if there was even just even if I personally had just put my pre-order down for that game, chances are it wouldn't have even arrived. It wouldn't have been sent to the store. Mm -hmm. So by us going through and getting pretty much every member's staff's reward card, getting them to pre-order the game, we got, I think it was six, maybe seven copies luckily into the shop Mm -hmm. and that was with, I think, about ten pre-orders put. So if you are wanting it definitely you need to pre-order it. Uh, Madden seems to be okay which is really random, which I would see NHL is a more popular game in the UK than Madden. I don't get it, but whatever. Hmm. Um, they showed us some stuff from Crisis 3. They showed in-game footage again which was fantastic. It was it was very good quality. But there seems to be a running theme during a lot of these games in E3. Is everybody seems to be getting a bow weapon and Crisis 3 is one of them. Um there's a bow weapon in the Assassin's Creed one. There's a bow weapon in another game. I can't remember it, but it just seems like the bow has kind of become the in-weapon this year. Um, but yeah, Crisis Street looked pretty good. Um, as we mentioned earlier, Madden and FIFA got their Connect stuff. Um, but there, there's kind of... The way we kind of had a contentious point here for uh, Sony in our last segment, uh, EA CEO uh, John Riccatello uh, even... Um, may have unintentionally given the middle finger to Nintendo and its key third-party rivals. Uh, I quote, this is what he said. Uh, we looked at the Wii U launch lineup, and we were very pleased there was a lot of applause for Mass Effect 3. In fact, I think it got one of the loudest applauses, so we're pleased that people see it uh, as the single best piece of software that's been announced for the platform. <laughs> Okay. So EA has effectively turned around and just blasted the middle finger at Nintendo, saying, yeah, you've got all your other stuff, but yeah, Mass Effect, what's going to be probably an eight-month-old game when time your console comes out, is the best thing you're going to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear, dear, dear. EA, what are you like? They don't do themselves any favours. But yeah, EA was slightly better, I would say slightly better than... uh, the Big threes conferences. I gave it at the time a B minus, so just marginally better than a C, but very barely. What about you, Chris? Um, again,
2: uh, nothing really. The area that interests me, um, to be honest with you, Crisis Three, Crisis Two is great. Um, Crisis Three looks good, but again, it's FIFA, Madden, NHL, Need for Speed. Four games, year on year, year in year out. I yeah. sell them and work. I'm never bothered with them personally. Yeah.
1: The main reason it got uh into the B bracket simply for me is that we got a lot more in game footage than uh the other conferences. Uh that was the only reason it got the higher grade. Um but like Was said, there anything there from Medal of Honor? Just that's one we haven't They seen. uh they had a quick trailer for it, there was no in game footage for it.
2: And again that's coming out in September time, so again yeah. no footage for that and that's out in what, three
1: months? Yep. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah go, they uh, showed. Yeah. They showed you a trailer and it said based on in-game footage, but how true that is is another question. True. Um. So yeah, we'll just hop on here quickly uh, to Ubisoft.
0: Another huge setback for the CIA. In Asian Washington today, to more rumors of the blacklist. <laughs> Gentlemen, the blacklist is real. Rogue intel agencies like Third Echelon are the problem here, not the solution. I want every single operation related to them grounded and gutted now. I'm
3: shutting Third Echelon down, effective immediately.
0: That's the signal. We're on.
3: Sam, we're ready.
1: I think they're moving up. Who a mushroom. Some not not
0: But I need options.
3: The closest exit point is the roof of the
2: South Wing. There is no program, no secret
0: spies, no hidden agendas. Any questions? Who the hell are you? CIA? Delta? Welcome to 4th Echelon.
1: Right. This is where positivity runs wild, everybody. So, put the pickaxes away. We're here to have a good time. No, put your bows away. Yeah, put your bows away, yes. Um, We're here to have a good time now. Ubisoft saved us all. They saved us all from losing the will to live uh, during this E3. First of all, first point, and I don't think there'd probably be many people that... um, go on YouTube um, that probably don't know of this guy or have not seen at least one of his videos. Um, He is one of the most entertaining guys on YouTube, and Chris will agree. Um, He has been getting more and more TV time, becoming more and more popular, um, which is only good in my opinion, and that is Toby Tobuscus Turner. My goodness, he... Flippin seemed like he was high on sweets during this entire thing.
2: He just seems to be somebody that loves life and just really embraces it and doesn't give a hoot
1: what anyone thinks. Yeah. It was fantastic. He was kind of their backstage correspondence sort of guy, so when there was guys backstage that maybe had a question to be asked, he would be there asking the questions, but then he'd throw in one of his kind of quirky, dynamic sort of styles and kind of sort of make them feel semi uncomfortable. Mhm yeah. Um but then he would ask questions that you were like you know that would be the sort of a question a fifth grader would ask. Um you like does it have beautiful colors or stuff like that. Um but he was fantastic and um there was something that actually happened during the conference that wasn't meant to happen. They didn't suspect it would happen. The girl who was actually the main host who was tons more entertaining than the guy last year because she bounced off Tobuscus um, and really went along with his stuff uh, in comparison to the guy last year who was, like, really freaky, uh, who seemed... It just It's hard to describe him. You have to go uh, type in crazy Ubisoft guy into YouTube and you'll see what I mean. Because I remember us watching him last year, Chris, and just going, what the heck is this? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, the hosts... Uh, she bet Toby the, that he could continue the conference if his team won an event and his team won and then she was like, Uh uh no I'm, I'm 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 staying in control sort of thing. But uh no he was good uh backstage. He was a good positive start and uh presence throughout the entire conference. Um we haven't even got the games yet and we're all positive. <laughs> um their first main title that Ubisoft mentioned um was Just Dance Four. Yeah. Um Press positivity. No, uh, it's a bloody dancing game. Ugh. No. Um, yeah, it'll be good. It's not our cup of tea. We're not gonna bounce about jumping about and dancing and all that sort of stuff. It'll sell them tons. There was a per- performance live by Flowrider. I can always listen to Flowrider live singing his song, so that's cool. I like that. Um Um they didn't really reveal much more past that Flowrider's song is gonna be the main thing. Um Next up, after that, there was Splinter Cell Blacklist, which actually looks pretty tasty, if I do say so, Chris. I don't know about you.
2: Yeah, the trailer for it looked mighty, mighty good. Um, In game footage
1: and CGI.
2: Yeah, just the 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 fact is, you know, the actual just the footage of it, like um, Sam Fisher, just especially with the goggles on and stuff, and he's he's doing things. It just looked really, really good. I just I really was blown away by the quality of the trailer but as you stated Alan this is always a title that seems to be delayed.
1: Yeah Uh, anybody who was paying attention to the Retroshock Twitter feed during E3 um, will have noticed uh, obviously my extreme positivity during the Ubisoft conference um, but I did state the following Splinter Cell was fantastic CGI trailer was brilliant in-game footage was brilliant you saw that um, you will be able to use Connect in it, but Connect hasn't been used in an overblown sort of way. If you're hiding around a corner, you can shout or whistle. Uh, you can go like "Hey, you!" or you can whistle, and that'll get like the enemy's attention, and they'll wander towards you, and then that'll allow you to kill them. Um, but as I was saying on the Twitter feed, was it was announced as um, uh, early 2013, so spring 2013. Knowing Splinter Cell and knowing Ubisoft look out for this next Christmas
2: (laughs) yeah because it seems to be the only title that they never delay is Assassin's Creed whereas everything else will get delayed
1: yeah Uh, the last
2: Splinter Cell I think it was delayed two or three times yeah well it says on the front of the Splinter Cell conviction box that you could play the Ghost Recon beta in summer 2010 so not
1: only uh, was the game you got delayed but the game that you were getting the beta for was delayed (laughs) yes very much so. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good, because I remember we got posters in, it was like, release 2009, and then it was like, what was it, it was like late 2010 it eventually arrived. Yeah. Uh, it was crazy. I do hope this is not the case for this Splinter Cell, because it looked fairly refined, it looked pretty, you know, looked pretty good. Obviously, if they're saying um, sort of spring next year, that could be any time up until March. Um, I could probably see it ending up... Be in the way they did it with Conviction and putting it at the start of April, so it's the new financial year's big headliner. Um, but no, it's one that has me interested and obviously it'll, being Ubisoft uh, we will be able to bring you reviews of uh, pretty much all these games. Uh, so yeah, Splinter Cell gets a good thumbs up from us. Um, next was, uh, it was only a CGI trailer, but kind of gets you your interest peaked. Um, it's going to be on Wii U and then uh, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, and all uh, down the line. I think. I think it's going to be Wii U first, um, but it will be one I would consider, um, a, you know, a good idea for the Xbox and PlayStation. It is Marvel Avengers Battle for Earth? Have you seen the trailer for this, Chris? I have yes. Um,
2: I quite enjoyed it. You know, it was very different to see the other characters. Although I did notice that Spider Man had quite a big head. <laughs> um, you see, saw like Spider Man. You saw Magneto. You saw Storm. Um, and then, it, uh, kind of, you know, them fighting some bad guys, and then it kind of pans back a bit, and under a rooftop, and you see the Avengers all standing uh, there. The main Avengers, yeah. Yeah, so you see them all standing there. So it does look good, obviously a nice tie into the game, whether it'll be something similar to Marvel Ultimate Alliance, where you can play four players co-op and go and around, you know, just um, picking the character you want to be, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. or, you know, whether it's a case of it'll be done like the X-Men arcade game from years ago. Um, again, just a trailer, something that we knew were coming out, um, but we didn't know when it's when it was coming out. Yeah. Um. Be a good idea to tie it in. Um. Sooner rather than later with the next Marvel film would probably be an idea. Yeah. You know, like if you have Iron Man three, the next one coming out, obviously start shooting that there. So, um, bring it out. To, you know, try and tie it in with that there. Um. Because they're always very, very popular. And again, like NHL, they're very, very um, hard to come across uh, for a decent price. Especially Captain America was one of the ones that was very um, limited release over here in the UK. And not one that you can see an awful lot of.
1: But the one thing I do actually have to give to Ubisoft here is they easily could have went the movie Avengers route. And it could have been absolute rubbish. Whereas they have held off. They will still capitalize on the Avengers popularity. Mm-hmm. But they have went a completely different w- route and went. Look, we're including everybody. Here's you know the wee teaser at the end of the trailer. Going, look, here's the original Avengers that you saw in the film. It's fine, yeah. you're here. Um, but look, here's Spider Man and here's some of the X Men and all that sort of stuff. And you'll probably yeah. end up seeing the Fantastic Four will probably make an appearance in there somewhere. Um, it, obviously the, the trailer didn't show us a crazy amount, but it gives you that nice tease to get you interested which is you know, what with, want. With
2: the, with the Avengers versus X-Men being a quite a popular comic book at, the, at this minute yes, exactly. you know again you still have the comic book franchise to go on so you know they will, I, I would imagine they probably will go with the comic book uh, route and mm-hmm. uh, do like some comic book themed stories yeah. there which
1: um, I'm all for. Yeah definitely um, movie tie in games should never be allowed to uh, grace the face of the earth again. Um, um uh, next up uh, you had a couple of Wii U titles uh, from Ubisoft as we mentioned earlier kind of uh, Ubisoft or again Ubisoft seemed to be the guys that bring out the most games for new launch titles yeah, for new know. launch consoles for the Vita and now it's yeah. Wii U
2: yeah, I was just going to say because you mentioned that video and you have done that with that, you know. Yeah. And, uh, again, a couple of Rayman games that launch at 3DS. So, you know, they do seem to uh, get their games ready in time for the yeah. launch of of consoles, which is unlike the developers. Yeah, you of think, the consoles. you think the main
1: you think the main companies could be ready to rumble more than what is effectively just a producer, a developer. You yeah. Know, you know, these guys are making this is a third party. Developer, nothing to do, nothing in house with you, and they have about I think it's eight titles in total for Wii U in and around be it launch or the launch window. Yeah, well, that's good, enough. which is crazy because uh, yes, it, you could say oh, it's a wee bit more of the same from Ubisoft, but they have a proven track record. Ubisoft and um, these games have always been popular, be it with kids, be it with adults, or whatever. Uh, you're going to have mm. you're going to have Rabbit's Land. Rabbits is flipping taken over the world, effectively. Um, they've appeared in car adverts and all that sort of stuff as well, um, so it'll no doubt be a popular one with the kids. Uh, then Rayman Legends, which is going to be its own Wii U only game. It's going to be a Wii U exclusive. Um, similar graphically in style to what we saw uh, in the recent Rayman game that was on you know Wii, Xbox, Playstation. Um, but it's again going to use the Wii tablet in kind of a quirky way. Um, in that uh, you can have two players so one player will be playing as Rayman one player will be playing as the other guy but with the tablet screen they'll be able to do other stuff with the surroundings which looks pretty neat um, The only sort of kind of lacklustre uh, game from uh, the Ubisoft lineup uh, would be but well I could say Chris would be excited about this, it would be Your Shape 2013 Chris
2: Oh yeah, I'm as excited
1: for that as you are for Wii Fit Yeah, exactly So There you go, that sums that one up. That's the only (laughs) negative thing, really, with Ubisoft, everybody, so we've got over that. Um, Then you have Zombie U. Zombie U looks quite interesting, I think, Chris.
2: Um, I haven't seen anything about this. I've heard a lot of things about this, um, but um, I've heard a lot of positive things about it, um, very much like the um, PS3 um, game that a lot of people are raving on about. Um, Yeah, again bringing out something, there they are bringing out something brand new, uh, new title um, for a new console um, so all part of them and uh, hopefully it, it's one that people get and that uh, they decide to bring it out on um, other platforms um, Yeah. you know, because it's normally a case of you normally get a oh this is an exclusive, you'll not be able to get this on like the Xbox and then uh, a few months later it's like, you know what we're going to bring it out in the Xbox
1: for you so yeah. You know, that's that's fine with me. The only the only sort of way I could see this the only route I can see this going, um uh to another console would actually be uh, a Vita and PS3 crossover. Um because again, Zombie U is using the uh gamepad tablet controller quite heavily for its gameplay. Um because the gamepad itself does have the motion technology built into it so if say a zombie grabs you you have to shake the gamepad to try and get the zombie off you and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, but the tablet itself is a wee bit like um, they refer to it as your backpacks or your supplies and all that sort of stuff oh, so, okay. so, you, so you need that screen you need that screen for your supplies and your well, you, know, you can kind of do it on the that.
2: 3DS as well, since you have the gy- uh, gyroscope in that. You've got yeah. your two screens as well, yeah. so we can kind of do that on that as well. But you couldn't do this
1: on Xbox because Xbox doesn't have any sort of portable portable device. Whereas Sony, it has. You know, they tried to do it with the original PSP; it kind of failed miserably. But apparently, it will when I work. with Vita is that. You know there'll be crossover compatibility between the PS3 and the Vita um, so you could oh, yeah. say the Vita could get used which would be kind of a really expensive way to make it just a controller um, <laughs> um, but they're both going to have touch screens so you could see that working um, but if, see if it only stays exclusive to Wii U then I think it'll be still just as popular with everybody and um, could be sort of this, not a sleeper title but kind of the one that is surprises everybody with how much money it makes
2: Yeah, I could see this probably be one of the more successful um, games at the Wii U's launch, to be
1: honest with you. Yeah, definitely. I could see it being sort of one, if there's a bundle set up, you'll get sort of your, look, here's a Mario game, but here, look, here's one or two others that you can pick from. Yeah. Um, And I could see it being the more popular of the lot. Next up, um, kind of the last uh, game that we're going to get released this year from Ubisoft... um, is their their main franchise, effectively, um, is Assassin's Creed 3.
2: Uh, Alan did the courteous thing and let me talk about Resident Evil, so I'm going to let Alan talk about this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Assassin's Creed 3. My goodness. Now, I'll say to everybody, I never played Assassin's Creed up until... Oh, what was it? Three months ago, maybe? Three months ago? Two, three months ago? Um, And then I got hooked. Uh... I was amazed. I thought this this will just be one of these stupid sort of run-around, hack-and-slash, you know, rubbish sort of games. Um, but Ubisoft put so much effort into the series, um, both historic uh, historically with their uh, references to, you know, the characters that are in the game. There is actual characters. Those actual characters match up with real people in history. Uh, so it isn't just, oh, there's someone called... Uh, you know, Lucco over there. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to make up some sort of Italian name. Um, Bobbert. <laughs> Bobbert. Um, but that person actually was there during that period in sunset Um But the other cool thing with Assassin's Creed, I'll go spoiler alert right here. Everybody who is, if anybody has never played Assassin's Creed, um, the whole kind of history here in the build up for Assassin's Creed is, is that it's going to link in with the supposed end of the world this year in December Um, you've got the Templars, you've got the Assassins the Templars are wanting to get a certain item for badness, but the Assassins need that to supposedly avert the end of the world Um, so this is obviously, I have to give them props for this in the sense of they've been building this up since the first Assassin's Creed game, what was it now, five or so years ago five or so years ago hardly anybody was even focusing on the thought that there was this supposed doomsday happening in December um, It's
2: not actually <clears throat> going to happen in December because Marty McFly has been to
1: 2015 and all was <laughs> fine That's what I'm saying um, but they play along with the fact that uh, they're supposedly meant to be the end of the world at the end of the year, and they've tied it into a plot device, which is very, very good. <clears throat> In this one, we've got, there's a new character. His name is Connor. He is half Native American, half British. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's going to be an interesting combo. Apparently, they say he's very um, he's a very confused guy. He doesn't know what side he belongs on. He doesn't know whether he belongs to the Americans. He doesn't know whether he belongs to the British. Um so he ends up just kind of killing everybody apparently. <laughs> he doesn't oh, kind of, he doesn't kind of pick sides too much. Um he just goes after the Templars no matter what side he's on. Um but there's a couple of different weapon shake-ups and all in this as well. There's you know there's changes to his hidden blade and he, he has got a bow as well, Chris. Um, oh, yay. So he's another one with a bow. Um but graphically again it looks pretty good um for the footage we've seen is at alpha stage, so again, it's still reasonably early in that sort of stuff. Uh, apparently they say they've a uh, pretty refined version of it already done, they just didn't have it with them at E3. Um, so if that's what the graphics like are at alpha stage, I'd be pretty happy with uh, possibly what's going to come at the completed stage. Um, everything looks a lot smoother um, because there's been a couple of people who were saying, you know, the sort of Assassin's Creed Two brackets or Assassin's Creed Two Brotherhood Revelations. By the time you got to Revelations, it was getting a bit old and feeling. Because obviously, as you know, Chris, there's been an Assassin's Creed pretty much every year since Two came out. Um, mm-hmm.
2: But they've done it cleverly that like this will tie into number two, whereas you know Revelations and Brotherhood kind
1: of didn't tie in with each, it didn't tie in with the first ones, if that is um, right. Assassin's Creed 1 was its own device. It was its own story. Um, Assassin's Creed 2 started, and then Brotherhood and Revelations were a continuation on. It was its own sort of saga. Whereas 3, again, basically they have went and said, every time we get a new character, it's going to be a number. So the way Assassin's Creed 1 was um, their, their own, you know, a single guy. They didn't do any kind of proper sequel follow-ups to it. Uh, uh, whereas 2 did 3 of them. um, but the reason they were able to do those three so quickly is because they just carried over like the dynamics into the each following game. Whereas Assassin's Creed Three has been in development since I think actually Brotherhood was started. Oh, okay. So it's been in development by another Ubisoft studio, you know, well in advance. So this hasn't sort of been thrown together in the last year. Uh, mm-hmm it's been built up. So yeah, no, it does look good, and the, again, the CGI trailer for it is absolutely stunning. It is up there with the likes of the Splinter Cell uh, CGI trailer. I know uh, the CGI trailers, they're nothing to go by, but they just kind of look nice. I would think you would probably agree, Chris.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very much so,
1: yeah. CGI trailers are always nice to see. Yes, you know it doesn't reflect anything on the uh, gameplay, but uh, they are just nice to see. You kind of think if they're going to, you kind of see them, and you're going like, there's all these talks about you know, game-related movies and all of stuff. Just like do it like that,
3: because mm-hmm.
1: then, yeah. then it retains the game feel to it, but it's still so graphically advanced. You're like, yeah, I can believe that. That's cool.
3: Yeah, and
2: get the people who voice the characters in the game exactly. to then voice it in the movie. Don't be going and changing it because
1: then thats just is stupid. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I'll shut up about Assassin's Creed. I've been going on a wee bit there too much about that. Um, the big shock then that happened by Ubisoft is we mentioned way back at the start of the show. There's so many sequels. You know, you've got Resi 6, you've got Halo 4, you've got another Splinter Cell, you've got Just Dance 4, uh, Assassin's Creed 3, all that sort of stuff. You've got tons of sequels, another Gears of War, technically a prequel, but still, again... St- and you've got them with Far Cry 3 as well. Yep, you've got the next Far Cry, which again is a Ubisoft one, which again, it does look fantastic as well. Um, mm-hmm. But this was the big shocker to everybody. Um Probably alongside one other game during E3, which we'll mention in our best of the rest, um, was Watch Dogs. Um, Graphically outstanding. Um, In-game footage shown, CGI trailer shown, well not really a CGI trailer, just a fancy trailer shown. have you seen the in-game footage for this yet, Chris? Or have you seen I for it? I haven't. I've went to watch it and
2: realised it was ten minutes long, and was like I'll come back to it. So <laughs> again, it's it's one that I've heard a lot of, like the Last of Us. It's one that I've heard a lot of people talk about, and yeah. a lot of people saying that this looks like it's running on next-gen software uh, hardware.
1: Exactly. That was the point I was going to say is everybody seems to think now that this is going to this is kind of the first step to next-gen because. Um, they talked to I think it's what is it, Eve Gilmore or something. He's like the head of the Ubisoft studios, and they said, "Eve, uh, you know what's what's Watch Dogs going to be on?" Um, he went, "Oh, Xbox, PS3," and then he kind of paused, and apparently there isn't video footage of it. Apparently, he did a wink, and he says, "Or maybe something else." So that's making everybody think, "Oh, right, this could be next gen." Um and people went in and done really big analysis of this and claimed yes it has to be a next gen game because apparently like the movement of the clothing and the lighting and weather and all that sort of stuff it just literally could not be doable on the current hardware apparently it's just too advanced Um, which to be honest I don't mind if it ends up being next gen because it just looks like a fantastic game Um, I'll kind of just give everybody a quick idea what it is, it's the way everything is nowadays, everything's run by computers, all that sort of stuff, algorithms and stuff. Um, these guys—it looks like a group of guys—so it looks like there's possibly going to be co-op stuff. Um, they kind of have control over these algorithms in the computing system of like uh, electricity and stuff in big cities. It's based in Chicago, um, so CM Punk won't be happy. Um, <laughs> but they can like—they have like these wee kind of mini hand devices that they can like set off like EMPs, so they can knock out everybody's mobile phones. Or they can get the traffic lights to change colours whenever they want them, so they can cause like a car crash, um, or they can just turn the electric off altogether—that sort of stuff. So it's very much like in Die Hard Four, then. Mm, yeah, you could say that. Um, so at, at that looks like it's going to be pretty cool, and it's just—I think—I think you'll agree—it's just nice to have a new IP on, you know, on the radar. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much Ubisoft. Um, they got a grade A from me. Uh, it's pretty obvious that they were head and shoulders above the rest, wouldn't you agree Chris?
2: Yeah, a lot of um, sequels but a lot of new properties being announced a lot of new games uh, you know, being announced and stuff so yeah, uh, they they did something old they did something new and uh, yeah, a lot of people just seemed to really enjoy it, plus the fact that they had somebody like Microsoft had Trey Parker and Matt Stone, you know, Tobuscus came on and kind of, you know Brought some needed enthusiasm, you know, to an otherwise
1: lackluster uh, E3. Yeah, exactly. Ubisoft were the big winners from E3. Um, we'll just quickly here run through a best of the rest list. Woo! What a day!
0: Did you see those minions when Jetpack Back was like, Barrr! with his vacuum fan thingy, and they were like,
3: uh, puppets. Enough
0: with the soda. No way! It's how I keep my edge. It's soda-licious! Plus, uh, it gives me powers. You know who has crazy awesome powers? The giants. Yeah, and guess what else? Bigfoot's got big feet. Come on, the giants are just a myth. Oh, they're real. They're spectacular. And they're huge. Really? You heard the giants are huge. I... Check it out! This is my sarcastic face. (laughs) (laughs) Laugh all you want, but I heard they can literally throw boulders. Can you imagine? Wake up. Throw a boulder. Have a plate of haggis. Throw a boulder. (laughs) Fantastic.
3: I've heard fairy tales. They can punch holes in the ground.
0: I don't believe it. You show me a pig that can fly. I'll show you a giant who can smash a hole in the ground. I once heard that they are so strong they can move islands. They're just like, hey, look at that island. I'm gonna pull it closer because you know I'm a giant. No biggie.
4: If they're so real,
0: then where are they? Probably petting a unicorn at the end of a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, big. <laughs> You don't believe in unicorns, do you? Yeah, that's ridiculous. I did not see that one coming. Okay, I'm quitting the soda. I'll love it when I'm right. Chaos. Ugh, party's over. Not good. No sweat. We got your back. Let's do this. Bring it on. What's up now? They're bigger. They're better. They're... Boomer. Introducing Skylanders Giants. Over 40 new characters and one amazing new adventure.
1: High five! Uh, Bad idea. The first one is for Chris, so I'll let him talk about it. Is uh, Metal Gear Solid Rising, is it Revengeance or something like that, Chris? Yeah, um, this is a... I think, again, this has
2: been... Sent out to another company to do. Obviously, this is the Konami's one. Looks very, very different from the Metal Gear we're used to. Raiden is basically this. Looks like Devil May Cry with Metal Gear skin on yeah. it. Raiden's jumping up in the air with a sword, hacking things in the air, sticking a sword into like big metal objects to try and you know disable them and things like that. Um, I was kind of excited for this, you know, beforehand. Yeah. But the, you know, like, it was kind of, there's no Snake, it's riding. Raiden isn't, you ask a lot of people, Raiden is probably one of the least favourite Metal Gear characters, and Snake is the most revered. Yeah. Um, And then they've released this, and I looked at it, and I just went, it's not something that I'll be buying at all. Yeah. Um, you know, so, between this being a Far Cry, from what, no pun intended, from Ubisoft's point of view, but from this being a Far Cry, from what it was, from devil may cry being a far cry from what it was as well it's just totally revamped and totally different as well so yeah it's something different if you like your hack and slash you're going to love metal gear if you like your metal gear one two three peace walker you're going to hate it
1: yeah and speaking of you mentioned devil may cry uh devil may cry has got a reboot um graphical style is pretty much exactly the same as metal gear solid um it just doesn't look good at all. It just looks too different from what Devil May Cry was, and in my opinion, it's just too early to be rebooting a series like Devil May Cry. Um, I could understand if they rebooted something that was maybe. Well, yeah,
2: I can understand. Oni but... Musha, I would understand that because they haven't released that in any next-gen consoles. The last time yeah. that was released was on a the original Xbox or yeah, PS2. Exactly. So you know.
1: Whereas Devil May Cry had its next-gen release with Devil May Cry Four and we're on that same generation Um, I just don't see how you can reboot a game that has been on the same current generation, Um, it just makes no sense in my opinion. Uh, Next up we have uh, something that has been very much a favourite of Chris's over the last number of months and uh, Chris's co-host from WrestleShock, Mike Lacey and his family, that is Skylanders with Skylanders Giants, Chris yeah,
2: so this is obviously Skylanders uh, was voted the best uh, property of last year. Um, I think it was Activision got like um, a few awards at the um, their event um, from MCV. Um, so they got like a couple of things there. Yeah. Um, so this is just basically you can still use all your original Skylanders, but this is going to have a different portal, and you're going to have bigger figures. Um, so there may be certain areas that you need to have a big figure in Uh, you'll need to get a new starter pack with a new portal but apparently from what I've heard is that the portal you'll be able to put Skylanders around it instead of on it Mm, so that would lead me to believe that you can maybe play 4 players instead of 2 players that would be cool because it shows you in the video that there's only 2 there you know there's a uh, big Skylander and there's a small one um so that would be what i would think what i would like to see happen anyway yeah um but it's just a case of as well with the skylanders um new scanners forty characters. the trailer shows you new characters, some some of the old ones um so you see like cinder talking and then there 's this new one who 's like a bird, he has a bazooka who 's Scottish <laughs> and things like that you know so um does look very very good um again, Skylanders, if you are a fan of the spiral games, Skylanders is very very good, but it is very much like it 's very much like the Pokemon of the twenty first century yeah you need to track um, them all. You need to collect them all. Um, There's some good ones, there's some duff ones. So um, if you are a fan of that, you can head over to, on Twitter, there's Skylanders Trading, where you can actually trade your Skylanders. Or if you're in the UK and you're kind of wanting to get rid of them, you can actually trade them in at your
1: local game store now or game station. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I think the cool thing about um, Skylanders Giants and just Skylanders in general is we all know it's effectively download content. So we do, yeah. um, but it brings a new dynamic to it. It isn't just, oh, here you go, here's your download content, it's all digital, you don't get anything. Whereas for kids, um, which this game would be primarily targeted at, and families, it's a case of not only can... You know, the parent can take them out to be at their game store or wherever and say, okay, we're going to get you a Skylanders figure today, we'll go in and see and blah, blah, blah the kid can then have their thing there and then you know they've bought it mm-hmm. there you go there's their figure so but then you, you have your triple
2: packs with like Empire of Ice you have your extra levels yeah. there so you're getting a Skylander you're getting some extra thing and as well if you have an iPhone iPad um, iPod touch you can also get Skylander's Cloud Patrol and the wee barcodes that come with that that unlocks the characters in the game so it means that you're still utilising all your stuff from your figures into a mobile device. So that means they can play the game on the go yeah. and things like that, you know. So to, uh, for me, this is a property that whenever it came out, nobody batted Line it yeah. now. because when, we when we were at
1: Game Fest, we were like, we'll go see it. Nah, you're alright. We'll go see something
3: else.
2: Yeah, and now it's a kind of a case It's one of the biggest things there. I just hope that it's not something that they really, really... Um, put the prices up on and they do year in year out I think it's something that if they reinvent it and you know like they've given it a year and went right you can still use your old ones with your new ones um, which is a good stuff because a lot of people have like a lot of um, big collections you know whether it be 40 you know there's 40 new Skyliners coming out so that means and obviously as well it's like the thrill of the hunt Whether you go into your local Toys R Us or whatever and you see one on the peg and you're like Mm -hmm. I need to get that one and it kind of as you said you know like it 's something that the kids can then kind of play with on their xbox ps three whatever, and the fact is that they can use this with every single console is a great idea as well that that 's not just that 's just not generic to the xbox or p s three you can use
1: it for any console, which is uh, another great selling point as well, yeah definitely uh, next up, another one that you 're excited for, and um, probably I think uh, most of us will probably end up getting uh, that are into their retro stuff is Transformers Fall for Cybertron.
2: Yeah, uh, obviously the Transformers uh, War for Cybertron was probably one of the best-selling Transformers games on the next-gen console, three hundred and sixty PS three. Uh, oh, and it came out in the Wii as well, and I believe the, the DS. If memory serves, I think there might have been
1: a version of it. Yes, I think A yeah. uh,
2: big selling point of this is the Dinobots.
1: yeah
2: hey, um, obviously you see Grimlock you see um you see Swoop you see Sludge you see Slag um yes that's one of the Autobot uh Dinobot's name Slag, it's slag. Get, get over it <laughs> you, slag. you Slag um but again it does look very very good indeed um really excited for this Here it comes out at the end of August time again just like a trailer showing no real gameplay footage but
1: you kind of know, um, know what to expect from the gameplay footage based on the first game though don't you like yeah
2: but um, as long as they keep uh, War for Cybertron was a very good game again a very very hard game to actually get yeah. so um, if you are a Transformers fan or a Bayformer fan I'm a fan Blah. of the Michael Bay Transformers yeah. Uh, sorry I made you sick there <laughs> I just threw up a little bit in my mouth um, you know like go and pre-order this here because it will be one that when it's gone it's gone it'll be very very hard to get a hold of um, get it now hold it over to your kid or for yourself until Christmas time if that's what you need to do but I would highly recommend that this like NHL you put your name down
1: for yeah uh, next up again is it's not one I've played um, but I keep getting barraged by Natalie to play is Borderlands sequel it's Borderlands 2 um, give everybody an idea what do you expect of this Chris uh, Borderlands if you're a fan of Rage something similar to that Borderlands is
2: obviously um, futuristic kind of shooter big selling point for this is four player online cooperative mode um, brilliant um, you can jump into anyone's game you know um, Natalie was a, a high level character I wasn't uh, the thing is is that once you progress more your weapons don't do you much damage you know like if I'm low level and she's high level very much like in Warcraft you're not going to do much damage so it's good whenever a high level character comes into your low level game and helps you out that way <laughs> uh, it is a very very good game um, one especially that uh, game are doing. I think at the at the time of recording, they keep running out and getting some more stock of the loot chest, which runs about a hundred quid. Which looks pretty um, epic. It does look pretty good. Um, you can get like a replica loot chest, which apparently you can fit a dashine dog in. What <laughs> use you have for that? I have no idea.
1: <laughs> Put a dashine dog in, Chris. Obviously
2: yeah exactly but not many people own dash and it doesn't say you could put in a shih tzu or any other uh, it doesn't it doesn't say uh, you know like any other varieties acceptable (laughs) um but it is a very good game uh, especially the online co-op mode of it um and if you just want like a good first person shooter borderlands was one of the undersung uh unsung heroes of the gaming world um Game of the Year edition probably be the best place to pick up all your extra download content, etc. And uh, yeah, it's just um, one that whenever it comes out, I can see it being a sleeper hit, um, very much like Rage was whenever it came out. So, again, if you do have Xbox Live and some of your friends are picking it up a good idea to do this because I know I'll probably have to pick it up but I'm not paying the, six, the 100 quid for them, no, 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 no! I'll pick up the random the, the normal one normal and that'll one. do me yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I'll probably have to get Borderlands give it a go and then go from there because uh, no doubt the three of you guys will probably have it so then I could jump in as the fourth guy Um, mm-hmm. if I've played the first one know what it's about then uh, next up is Tekken Tag 2 my goodness, it feels so long since the original Tekken tag. It was a launch title on PS2, if my memory serves, because it was one of the ones I got uh, That's correct. for my PlayStation. Um, I think the first two games I got from my PlayStation 2 were that and the latest WWE game at the time. I can't remember, was it uh, Know Your Role or No, sorry. Just bring it, I think, possibly. Yeah, uh, just bring it, yeah. So yeah, it's it's been quite a while since the original Tekken Tag and it's kinda of been one that everybody's been waiting for because not only because of the fighting, but because of the ten pin bowling, surprisingly as well. It was actually quite a surprising popular thing. Um but uh graphically it looks outstanding. Uh, you can never usually go wrong graphically with the Tekken Tag game or just Tekken in general. Um mm-hmm. But this has been one again that Natalie's kinda of been waiting for. Um uh it it does look like it'll be good. Uh whether uh they'll be able to convince us to part with forty pounds for it is another thing. Maybe if it was to sort of... did 'cause didn't wasn't there the Tekken one that came out not so long ago on PS three. It was kind of at a sort of cheaper price bracket, Chris? There was the Tekken hybrid, yeah. which was kind of, you know, like um
2: a high definition yeah. version of that, very much like they've done with like Sound Hill, Ratchet and Clank, you know, with the high definition things. It had uh the first Tekken Tag in HD um, it had Tekken Tag Tournament 2 um, demo. Um, Obviously it seems to be this is the way we're going now Um, Street Fighter X Tekken um, was a big hit last year um, when it dropped in price to 25 quid. now There is a limited edition version of this that I've actually got a pre-order down for which you get a original CD, a revamped CD, an art book and uh, the game that's cool. Um, you know, so I've always been a, a big Tekken fan. Um, Tekken Six wasn't the best, so yeah. I think that's why they're deciding to go back to the tournament thing again. Online co-op, you know, the two you can play on the same team. Um things like that. So, um it is what that you know, like that this is one of the games that um the fighting games that I always enjoy getting. I obviously played that at Game Fest, um if you heard a Game Fest um special you would know that there was some guy that was just hogging that there um <laughs> yeah. for quite a while. So um yeah. Um again if you're into your fighting game,
1: the best ones to get this year would probably be that and WWE thirteen. Yeah definitely, I would agree with that. Uh, Tekken Tag will definitely be worth uh, picking up. Um, we're down to our last three games, everybody, so don't worry, we're nearly done. Um, our next one is Elder Scrolls Online. Now, I got Skyrim when it came out, based on uh, someone's persuasion, uh, Natalie. Um, plus I had Batman to trade Hold in. on,
2: can you hear this? That's Skyrim still in this wrapper.
1: Really, is it? Yep. Yeah. See not only did I get Skyrim basically because of Natalie's persuasion, but because uh, there was a good trade-in offer at the time, I'd completed Batman Arkham City, and I was like well, I want my money to kind of roll over a bit
4: Um, I
1: don't want to start suddenly lose out in 20 quid in Batman on a trade-in, so I got Skyrim effectively for a fiver Um, Uh, Well, Sure, I bought that for 22.50 whenever it dropped in price Um, So yeah, I played Skyrim I think it was for about, I think it was 18 hours literally got nowhere you literally didn't even crack the surface in terms of skyrim or you know oblivion terms um yeah cool game but i just did not have the time to commit to that sort of you know i've hear i hear there's people online that have over 400 hours or something play time in it i just i do not know how they manage that literally they must not have a job at all um but yeah i would say chris this would be extremely popular if it was to happen. But again, the way they're kinda of gearing it up, Elder Scrolls Online, it'll more than likely be PC, a bit like the Star Wars Old Republic, so it could be yeah. right, it could get end up being hit and miss.
2: Yeah, it's it's not something that I'm particularly fond of, you know. Uh, especially if you have to pay a subscription and stuff like that. Yeah. PC's not powerful enough, not something I'd be interested yeah. in. Um, I know there's people that is, so I think this will be the one that will probably be the one to rival um, Warcraft. Yeah,
1: yeah, I would say it would be a pretty big rival to Warcraft. Um, next up, quickly, um, is Hitman Absolution. Uh, kind of getting a bit of uh, craziness online uh, in the recent weeks due to the... Uh, I think it's referred to as the Angels trailer or something like that where he's in sort of a motel <laughs> yeah. getting changed and all that sort of stuff and these nuns start walking up to it and then they take off their robes and they're like in nice random sort of leather clothing um, or negligees so to say um, and they have rocket launchers and guns and all that sort of stuff and then he kills all basically um, that got some notoriety online um, I didn't see the big deal about it I know they're sort of saying oh you killed nuns but they're hit they're hit nuns, so it's okay. <laughs> um, but no, having played the demo on this, I've been pretty impressed with it. I'd never, I've never actually played a Hitman game until I played the demo for this. Um, but I was impressed with it. Have you played the demo, Chris? I have played
2: the demo, but I'm familiar with the other um, games for Hitman. Um, you know, Blood Money, um, the other things like that. So yeah, I'm familiar with them, but uh, it's just a case of... Um, it's not something that i'll probably get to be honest with you i'll probably wait for a while and get it down but it's not something yeah. I, I i really want yeah i was with. i was
1: impressed by the demo but it will probably be one i'll wait for it to come down in price because it'll probably be well the way most things are at the minute um zavi a big online retailer here in the uk effectively uh, two to three weeks after a new release title is out they have it for half price at about 20 pounds uh, yeah because this last week there was uh Start Showdown was on there for nineteen ninety-five and it was forty-two ninety nine when it came out as like the Hoonigan edition. So that was only two or three weeks ago that came out. Um you can know, always pretty much be sure that uh sort of the titles that aren't selling will drop to half price on there. Um but finally we've kind of saved the biggest best of the rest to last, and that is Star Wars 1313. Now, uh Chris will back this up. You didn't get to see much. But what you did see, you liked.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, it does look very obviously. You're not a Jedi. You're uh, it's to do with Coruscant, and you're on the thirteenth level of the you know thirteenth building or whatever the way it is. Um, but uh, I have said see- there was like a um, interview that one website did with some guy involved, and he did see some gameplay footage, and it did look very, very crisp and very good. Yeah. Uh, very, very much like the start of Mass Effect, wherever you're having to follow somebody and run across, you know, yeah. like this. Um, almost like uh, it's something to do with he crashes a spaceship, and you have to try and get across it. Yeah. So you only see like maybe about thirty seconds minute of it. Yeah. But what what you see is very true to the Star Wars universe yeah. and it does look look very, very good. Looks for, it looks
1: very nitty gritty, you know, it has that sort of darkness to it, which is maybe what a lot of people have been wanting from Star Wars. Um, and again, the way that I remember hearing in one of the interviews they were saying they want it to be a bit like um, you know the way with Arkham City, the way you didn't it just seamlessly went from cutscene into gameplay. They mm-hmm. said they wanted that to be a big part of it. They wanted it to be, you didn't know really where you know cutscene ended and you know gameplay started and stuff like that. Um, but this again seems to be the other game that is getting a lot of people to say that this could potentially be next gen, um, because it looks like it has that sort of graphical power uh, on
2: side for it. Um, it could be just using a PC because if you remember the trailer that
1: there was for the Star Wars Old Republic Oh yeah, yeah. you know like that was some going yeah. there um, Most of the stuff you see at E3 anyway is run on high powered PCs to make them look extremely good um, but I could see Star Wars 1313 13, 13 will probably be a good bit down the road um, so it'll be definitely uh, one that will be keeping uh, uh, a watchful eye on Um, So yeah, that's everything, basically, uh, that we want to talk about when it comes to the games. Uh, We're going to quickly run through um, the awards we gave out on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. Um, Those awards are as following, and some of these will make Chris happy, some of them make me happy, so it's all good. Um, Best Action Game Award for E3 2012 went to Capcom's Resident Evil 6. Uh, That's your cue to say yay, Chris. Yay! <laughs> biggest Letdown Award for E3 2012 goes to both Microsoft and Nintendo. Yay! <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, best Guest Award for E3 2012 goes to South Park's Parker & Stone for trying to save an absolutely dull Microsoft conference. Uh, biggest Shock Award for E3 2012 goes to Rockstar for their absolute zero and no appearance of Grand Theft Auto five. Um, do you have anything quickly to say about that, Chris? Uh, I thought that this would have been where we got an announcement
2: and uh, something to do with it. Um, so it's safe to say it's not coming out this year.
1: Yeah, I would say that's that's pretty much confirmed that it won't be this year by having zero presence at E3. Um, best Hands-On Award uh, for E3 2012 goes to, again, Capcom's Resident Evil Six. Um, simply because, as Chris mentioned, they gave you about 30 minutes worth of gameplay footage as well as numerous trailers for it. Mm-hmm. Um, three more awards to go. Our Wonder Watch Award for E3 2012 goes to Ubisoft's Watchdogs. Um, It was a close one between it and Star Wars 1313, but just because we got to see a bit more of Watch Dogs, it kind of clinched the One to Watch award. Uh, Best Conference award, uh, surprise, surprise, for E3 2012 goes to Ubisoft uh, for focusing on what E3 is really meant to be about, and that is the games and giving uh, gamers what they want. Um, And Then finally, our Best of Show award, our Best Game of the Show, uh, goes again uh, to Ubisoft and Assassin's Creed 3. So yes, plenty of awards for Ubisoft and uh, a couple there for Resident Evil 6 as well. So I think they're all pretty fair, would you say, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I would pretty much say that, yeah. Yep. So there you go, everybody. That is our E3 special. We know there's actually been quite a few people asking about this. um, So we wanted to get it recorded and then it will be available to you um, for your listening pleasure or has been for your listening pleasure as uh, now would be the case. Um, so, yeah, that's us for episode 11 of ORS Reviews. I think it's fair to say, Chris, this is probably the longest ORS reviews uh, alongside the Game Fest special. <laughs> uh, probably uh, regarding last year's E3, yes, yeah. I would say so. It's up yeah. there, those are sort of the top three review shows we have done. Um, yep. We've had a couple of really long shows recently. You'll have had the Avengers, and now you're going to have this. Um, so yes we hope you've enjoyed it uh, hope you ha- didn't get too miserable and depressed during our first batch um, of negativity with Nintendo, Microsoft and such um, but yeah that's it for episode 11 of S Reviews, if you want to get in contact you can email me at alanprice at com or at alangwprice on Twitter uh, Chris is vintoman at com or is it vinto316 at gmail? Yeah, v- uh, Vintor316
2: at email, preferably because there is problems with Sometimes top the Sometimes the pop culture can effect. act up, yeah. Um, yeah Vintor316 yeah. on Twitter. And you can also follow Ret- WrestleShock on
1: Twitter, which is WrestleShock316. At RetroShock316 as well. So there's all linked in there. Um, yeah, so by the time you hear this, it'll be almost time for episode 50 of Operation RetroShock. Um, this is your last minute warning so to say um, if you haven't already sent us in any emails as to do with um, your favourite memories over the last 50 episodes, it can be the last 50 normal episodes of Operation Retroshock or it can be or reviews, or whatever, um, just whatever you've enjoyed the most over the last nearly what is it now uh, nearly two and a half years yeah. of, well, that's scary saying that, uh, <laughs> two and a half years of Operation Retroshock Um just send them in an email we won't force you to audio it in because we know some people just prefer emails um it's just easier sometimes for you so yeah this is your last warning uh by the time this goes up we'll be pretty much ready to record uh episode 50 so get your emails in with your favorite memories and even again just what you would like to see from us going forward i think that's everything eh chris yeah, pretty much. So yeah,
2: I think you've covered everything in that last segment
1: yep. beautifully. Yep. Thank you very much. Sir. So yes, everybody, we hope you've enjoyed this E3 special from us for E3 2012. Let's hope next year's better. And we'll end on that. Farewell everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>
0: watch them fight and die in the name of freedom they speak of liberty and justice but for who